What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Reinhard von Krieger. What's up, man? Not much. Uh, finally came out of the cave, and whatever miasma came <laughs> over my family. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are over that. Um, also joining us this evening, down in the dungeon, taking notes, Grognak. What's up? What's going on, guys? That was ah. a great intro. It is. It's, it's so great. Um, Sir, not appearing this week is is a uh, dogbot. Dogbot is is uh, chupacabraing or something. I don't know what he's doing. He's not here tonight. But joining us, we talk about him all the time. We tell you to go check out his podcast, his stream uh, from Metal Up Your Fash. It is Hook. Hello, sir. Uh, Army Gentiles, how are we doing today? Hire. We're doing great. Yar. I might as well get it out of the way right now. Uh, we're gonna do. This is gonna be fun. I've been I've been smiling about this episode for like two days, man. We're gonna talk about pirates, but not yet. Um. <laughs> and everybody who hates the thirty-seven minutes of shit posting just went. Ugh. The guy, the guy who doesn't. Who, listen, he's moved on. He's moved on. Okay, he's so far beyond what we talk about here, Reinhardt. Okay, he's the phoenix is rising. The guys. Fe- it has risen. Okay. What's the, what, what do you, where have you been? Have you not checked the uh, Q drops? I don't know what I'm saying. I'll I have tell no you idea. where I've been. It's uh, paranormies.com. That's Leave right. a comment. Yeah, you can still do that. You can still leave comments on paranormies.com. It's a super cool website. Every time I look at it, I'm like, damn, that's 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 our website. That's freaking cool. Um, what happened? Oh my god. Yeah, we we can't. This can't wait till Tuesday. F- fuck you, Alex Jones. Okay. I'm, man, man, I'm mad. Bill Hicks, this is the worst. This may be worse than the ending to The Sopranos. Oh man, see, I just started that. Well, I'm actually on season six. Okay, thanks for ruining it. Well, I mean, everybody knows The Sopranos <laughs> ended shittily. It's it's pretty horrible. No, yeah, at least I heard about the uh, the fade out. Well, at the, the end. that's the only thing I really right. Know. But if you listen to Skull, actually did a pretty good VM on this. Like Skull doing VMs, what a surprise. Um. On on uh, Sopranos a long time ago, and he made me listen to it, and it kind of changed my opinion on how I feel about the ending. But I'm still mad. Oh, should I listen to that before I watch the ending? No, watch it, watch it, and then and then okay. check that out. But um, anyway, um, what were we talking about before? We, how do we get to the Sopranos? <laughs> it's, oh my gosh. Um, World. Terrible endings to things. Terrible endings to things. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what didn't. I mean, you know what didn't end terribly was our nukes episode from last week. You know, I I mentioned this when I so when I posted the episode, I posted on Gab and uh, on Telegram too, and I got a couple of comments that were like uh, on both platforms that were like, "Oh my god, already a part two? Seriously?" And it was like, "I know." Right, I know right. that's the paranormies meme is part two's coming and then it happens like a, a season, season later. and yeah. six months later. <laughs> that's our thing. We have a look, but Listen, lots of things. Oh, that's what it was. Like, that's what it was. All good things. Yeah, come to an end. Like Alex Jones. That's what I was talking about. Ah, uh, I was mad. Oh my god. Okay, forty-four point five million dollars in punitive damages that this fat Sephard tranny judge, who's all kinds of activist. Right, her Instagram has got like rainbows and trans flags, and oof. 
she is a Dark Souls judge of the gay community. Right. With the physiognomy <laughs> of the... You remember the witch from the old Bugs Bunny cartoons? Ugh, Broomhilda. <laughs> Broomhilda, yeah. yes. The same physiognomy. <sighs> Fucking Alex Jones. Well, it's funny is, like, you have the... You have the uh, the video going around, and I know like Zoomer Waffen shared it, and it got really big. It's great of uh, you know them them talking to him about uh, why he had mentioned that certain members of our government were in engaged in pedophilia and covering for pedophiles, and he just you says, like "Oh, you it. mean like they did with Jeffrey Epstein and the Clintons?" Right. And everything's everybody's flipping out, but then look how it ended up. Yeah. Oh, he got down, dude. That's like, yeah, that was like you know the one kid that ran back the 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 kick return for ninety nine yards when they lost seventy two to six. You know, right? It's literally <laughs> hero, right? The little hero, right? Yeah, little giants. No, He's but a patriot man, boy, did Alex look bad? He looked sad and fat, and it didn't look like a real court to me honest i mean either honest do that i will say this if we're just speaking in like official narrative legal terms here mm-hmm. that judge should 100 percent lose her bar license why what did she do well the entire time she was belittling jones on a personal level she was she was actually letting her personal feelings get in and this is speaking totally in official narrative terms right she was letting her personal feelings get in the way of the trial the whole time she was like talking down to him the entire oh, trial heels, i'm sure and insulting really? I, mean, I don't think it will because it's all theater but she was incredibly like rude Oh, I, think she was I would believe this is all theater if it did not go to appeal. I nope. agree. I I agree. If if it is entirely theater, it will not go to appeal. Which it is now. It is theater. You guys know that. Come on. It will. I mean, if he I wants to it, defeat the interdimensional uh, baby eaters, guys, he has we to all appeal. know. We all know what this is. This is just more pretense. Uh, precursor to censorship of conspiracy theories. I mean, you saw the other day that um. Who was it? The the UN? I forgot who it was, but they said that, listen, the Rothschilds, <laughs> Bill Gates, and the World Economic Forum do not secretly control the world. And they're sick and tired of people saying that they do. So we're going to enact laws that say you can't <laughs> say the Rothschilds, Bill Gates, and, and the World Economic Forum run shit, okay? So they're tired of the hearing way, about it. And by the way, these laws are going to be enacted by... The World Economic Forum, the World the Economic UN, Forum Bill, Bill Gates, Gates. And, and yeah, and and the Rothschilds. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, it, 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 I don't, it, I don't get it. Like it's so on its face retarded. You know, it, I don't understand. Now I know how Matt Walsh felt while filming uh, "What Is a Woman" when those people were just like talking to him in English. Those were all words. You know, they were all English words that he could have comprehended, but the way that they came out in the or se- sequence in which they came was like, I can't, I can't with these people. Like, I don't know. You know how Dude, I, I saw uh, know he did a great job on that documentary is because I actually kind of liked him <laughs> after watching <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got, he gets cucked, you know, with Rebel Media and whatnot, yeah. so he's kind of like, he can only go so far. Um, but I will say that he, he's gone as far as anybody, you know, could go with that stuff i mean like other than well ricky gervais and his his stuff you know that he's yeah. like his comedy well, he's, yeah he's gone as far as anybody can and 
still keep like a normie type of right. persona. And well, I don't like think Charlie that it's Kirk a... say some cool things too. Like like all that sphere is sort mm. of getting pushed. It seems I, I at least at least on the face be of a it. little more real than Charlie Kirk, a little bit, <laughs> just a little. I also don't care if Charlie Kirk ever says anything cool. Yeah, um, no, the never, memes will live on forever. He will never. Yeah, the tiny face guy. Yeah, he will never. Well, he will never that. not be ta- outgrow his face. Yeah, his head no, did. No, his head outgrew his face. That's the problem. Speaking of outgrowing, I so I haven't watched the entirety of the What Is a Woman documentary. I know I've got it in my saved Telegram messages, uh-huh. but I did see a clip of this MTF or no FTM who was talking to him about like all the surgeries that they went through. And he's sitting there like about to start crying saying, I'm probably going to die in the next few years. Yeah. Oh, is that the one that was that the one I was talking about going back and you can't go back? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, like, I'm probably now going to die. I've been ghosted because I don't have medical insurance. mm -hmm. You know, I said FTM, like, like, uh, fash, fash, with a no. a gash hand. Wow. <laughs> oh. Oh man, I didn't I know. Finish that one. Though. I didn't realize Cash was here tonight. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Okay. All right. All right. No more no more shitty name dropping, please. <laughs> but no, that man. one was was absolutely yeah, horrifying. But, uh, dude, but you but... look at the but you look at the video, that's a guy. If you yeah. were just scrolling through and you saw that, you're like, "Oh, what a, what a that's a that guy probably works behind a desk somewhere well it's like that disgusting uh porn star was at buck angel like you look at that and you're like that's a dude it's got a cigar hanging out of his mouth right i mean well yeah also (laughs) britney griner got nine years in russia for uh for weed that dude is going to hit so many rocks that dude man when i saw the interview whoever posted that i'd never heard britney griner's voice me neither. And I was like, like an hour and a half ago. Well, okay. And here's the thing: is the person who was gonna be who was like, "We're gonna go down to Brittany Griner down on the sidelines here," right? That's a woman who has a very masculine voice. That's um, uh, I can't remember. Oh my god! One of the Indiana Reggie Miller's sister, whatever. Sandra Bernhardt. No. Oh my oh. god, Sandra Bernhardt. <laughs> Sandra Bernhardt. Good lord. Um. Sander Bernhardt is one of those that keeps me saying that not all the Jewish trannies are trannies because they have such low sexual dimorphism as it is that half the time, like, you know, half the time. It's disgusting. Yeah, right. We just got Jerry Springer wrong. Jerry Springer was just Geraldine the whole time. She just never corrected anybody. You know what I mean? Jerry Springer's always <laughs> been a Jewish woman. Just nobody's ever corrected him. Anyway. Key work. Right. Um, so... <laughs> That's one I will always bring up. What, Mickey Rourke? Yes. Oh, my God. What a terrible. Ugh. That poor human thing, whatever. Um, human. Yeah, whatever, I guess. Anyway. Sandra Bernhardt. Oh, jeez. How did anybody ever think? That was a supermodel at one point. Sandra Bernhardt was a supermodel. Yeah, she was thin. With those buck so teeth. Yeah, it, that's what so it was. was Kathy Ireland. It. Yeah, Kathy Ireland was a dude, though. Like I saw, no. I saw a, a friend of mine has an old Kathy Ireland um, Budweiser. So you have the cutout. Peter Griffin like cutout. Yeah, like the Budweiser cutout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. It's in his. Oh, What's well, in his shop? It's, it's in his like no, dude. He's, he's got a shop. He's got it. Like he's got a you know a, a cherry picker and all kinds of car stuff and you know. So he's got um, he's got all kinds of like old 
like 70s hooters calif you know like calendars and stuff and posters like when tools like when tool companies used to always put like half naked broads on the poster you know yeah. back in the day yeah um so he's got one of those and the kathy ireland dude it's like that's a guy you can't not see it anymore it's like i was like bro Speaking you know it's a tool, guy what about maynard what do you think about maynard i think maynard might actually be uh one of the vampires that they talk about then when the Nephilim and the vampires got into um, being celebrities. I think Maynard might actually be one. What a weird dude. Yeah. But that's a whole, like that's a whole other episode we could do on Reinhardt on uh, vampires getting into like, like uh, entertainment. Oh, like queen of the damned. Yeah. Just like queen of the damned. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love yeah. that movie. I love the and great the movie, dude. One of the best soundtracks of like that was that was your classic quintessential nineties horror metal soundtrack. Yeah. Definitely. Was Definitely. It, 90s it, was, or was uh, it? it was it was no, was that new 02? metal. When did it come out? When did when did when did Queen of the Dam come out? I don't know, like two thousand? Was something it something like that? Yeah. Okay. It was like right then, and that was like right at the peak of all the new metal, and it was like coolest horror movie black chick uh metal with black rapper guitar player, yeah. you know what I mean so it's all it brought all that together it was very much part of the agenda for sure and probably revelation of the method for sure as well uh crow 2 that's another one oh crow the crow 2 the, the crow soundtrack two? oh crow 2 soundtrack was oh, yes. the first crow soundtrack was phenomenal too though like they had that unreleased uh corn song on it that it was like my favorite corn song yeah dude queen of the damn came out 20 years ago oh two yeah wow Okay. Was it 02? Okay. We were off. Far off. That's pretty. 2000, 2002. This is that era. That's the era of all the new metal. Like, that's when Limp Biscuit was take, being huge and Corn uh, was huge. Uh, the, the Woodstock 99 had cemented new metal as like huge, mongous headliners. Man. That was a great yeah, movie. Yeah. That, that, was, that was my uh, coming of age era. Yeah. That was into high school for me, and yeah, that was that was all I fucking listened to back then. <laughs> um, I don't know. You think any of those guys would have made good pirates? Uh, probably West Borland. West Borland would have made a good pirate. You think? Yeah, he looked I think like so. He... He's got the uh, the whole like uh, he can wear the getup and yeah, you know. yeah. But I mean, Fred I'm sure Durst. he's done disgusting things. Fred Durst? No, he <laughs> no. He's more like um. He's more like he look. I don't know. He he looks so weird now. You know, he looks like he looks like a just like a weird old Anglo and like a yeah. Tall that man. hair, that gray hair, it's a wig. Ugh. I didn't even realize that. No. Yeah, he's been yeah, bald. I, oh, he's been bald for decades. I suspect Trent Reznor. I think he is. What, he's a weird. pirate, or I think or, it's weird. Or a woman. Well, pirate. Oh, I thought you were still talking about vampire. Oh, vampires. Um, stars or something. Oh no, we, we're going to do an ep- we should do an episode on that. But uh, Trent Reznor would likely be up there as well. I would say, yeah. Or no, oh, man, I could definitely get in on something like that. That would be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. Talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, back to back to pirates. Okay, so who in the new metal scene? Let me see. Nah, Jonathan Davis plays the bagpipes, so I mean, he could be on a pirate ship. Yeah, I could see that. I could see him on the ship. You know, I mean, all of corn with their with their dreadlocks and stuff. I mean, they could probably fit in. Sure, sure. yeah, um, yeah. The real I mean, Mackenzie's Static X, like Wayne Static's overall look fit fit in as a pirate. 
Yeah, like that that whole era. Yeah. You know, it just all that's that's the new metal era of history. And then before that was like, you know, the medieval and that was like uh oh, power right. metal. Yeah, you're right. Power metal, yeah. <laughs> you're, right, you're right. And then the pirates, yeah, the pirates and the new metal. Pirates of the new metal. There you go. Oh shit. We got Godsmack with Sully. Right. Well, yeah, so Sully. That like, wasn't necessarily <laughs> new metal. No. What I was would gonna you say? Please tell me Godsmack is not included. I mean, they could definitely be pirate rock, though. Yeah, they were that new wave of like hard rock. Yeah. Like, like, well, it was it was metal and, and heavier than heavier than hard rock, but not quite metal. Yeah, that's like what what the boomers will smoke some weed to and listen to and be like, this is extreme shit. Right, and I come rolling up at my age, looks like Cannibal Corpse, and like harder to them. Cannibal Corpse is as extreme as it gets. I was like, you guys don't know my friends. Oh, my dad flipped out when I listened. Yeah, I showed him to the uh, first Corn album. Oh man, I was like, oh, he's not gonna make it. <laughs> well, I See, my dad doesn't even blink anymore when I I turn the car on, plug my phone in, and then Whitechapel or Brand of Sacrifice or something comes on automatically. Whitechapel, Whitechapel is. I don't know. They they got they got commercialized. They're not. Yeah, they they definitely did. I don't listen to the old stuff. I like when they used to when they used to play in Nashville like five times a year. I did not know that they were actually from Knoxville. You told me. Yes, I did not know. I thought they were from Nashville, but they're from Knoxville. That's actually cooler because it's from a smaller town. (laughs) Slightly, slightly. I mean, yeah, it's it's an hour closer to me too. Knoxville (laughs) sounds like the uh, the evil doppelganger of Nashville. You know what? It does. Knoxville and Nashville. Two yeah. sides. In a lot of ways, Knox it is. is like uh, evil, yeah. isn't it? Something. I don't know. I, I forget yeah. what that means. In a lot of ways, well, Knox is light. Or Knox. No, Knox is night in uh, in Latin. So, yeah. I mean, more more metal bands go through Knoxville nowadays than Nashville. Well, in the band Knox, the, the, they're satanic. I so. don't know, dude. That's where I saw, I saw Electric Wizard in... Uh, in Nashville, did I mention I saw Electric Wizard? Yes. Yeah. Yes. In Daniel Coon. Did, did you smoke some weed? I I drove <laughs> Daniel Coon to that show. Thank you. Did you? I'm pretty sure I did. No, you did not because I was. Or was with that him. a different show? No, that was a different show because I was with him. I was like, you didn't drive him to the show. No, you drove him to the no. other. Show. You drove him in his. You drove him in Pixie Carson to the other show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't think you could not be stoned leaving an Electric Wizard so, uh, no, concert. It was um, Oryx open for him and some other band whose name I really can't read. It's like the more the more your band name looks like a pile of like like uh, brush cuttings, the 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 heavier you are. No, the more the more it looks like a shattered windshield. Well, it depends. I mean, there's the shattered windshield genre of that metal, and then there's the the old pile of brush. You know, type or like scrap metal. Yeah, then there's the scrap metal ones. Yeah, (laughs) it's amazing. It's like I I can't read any of them. Like you know, (laughs) like the massacre logo. Yes, that's what we were actually listening to a band last night on the show that that has some a member from that band, and it's a whole different band. It's got Terry Butler in it too from uh, Six Feet Under and Death and all them. Oh wow. Uh, Their logo looks exactly like it looks like they used the font for massacre. Oh wow! We were like, that's well, uh, kind of funny. <laughs> Why well, they do that? When you take fonts from other people, I mean, you're either parodying them or you're blatantly ripping them off because you want to be like them. Just saying. 
Yeah, I don't think the guy had enough tenure in Massacre to say, oh, I'm taking the font, too. Right. He was yeah. like in the band for a year. Yeah, I'm leaving and I'm taking my PA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Back well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like leaving a ship you've only been first made of me and like I'm I'm taking the crew and I'm taking the name of the ship. Right. Well, that happened a lot with these pirates apparently. Um like the first mate would take over after the the, the crew lost confidence in the captain. Right? And the captain left. So they instead of killing the captain, they just kick him out and the captain would leave and take the name of the ship with him and then the first mate would rename the ship. Yeah, that's how some of the most popular pirates actually got their careers. Right. They um, just kind of t- it was I mean, the movie the the movie um Princess Bride makes that as a joke that he just kind of like, you know, he just kind of fell into the position of the Dread Pirate Roberts, right? Yeah, he just got tired of it and would give it up to the next dude and the next dude would take it on and give it up. Right? Yeah, and you know, they'd all retire and I mean, who's to say that's not how a lot of these pirates legacies actually occurred? Well, yeah, and especially the longer ones. And there were not many, like, contrary to popular belief, there were not many pirates that sailed longer than a couple of years under their name with their reputation or anything. Right. Like, I mean, most of these pirates were pretty experienced sailors, but when they suddenly took on their name, their ship that became infamous, they only went like two, three years. Well, yeah, the, the career of a pirate was pretty short, I can imagine. You know, you can only, you can only get away with with uh you know stealing from different regional governments you know or major businesses because who who was really i mean who were they really stealing from right they were raiding the cities towns oh by the way they're in the content section now (laughs) so you're saying that they uh they they would change their names right yeah they became a pirate so they were they were basically like the groipers they were I mean, except they didn't just stand on, on the side of a set of steps and yell "Groiper" until the well. They also they also actually yeah, are. had relations with a woman. Yes, too. Yes. So yes, or several. Yes. Well, that's the other thing. Well, that's the other thing. A lot of these pirates, a lot of these pirates, got around. One was a Blackbeard had fifteen wives. Apparently, jeez. I think a lot of these a lot of these stats are inflated, but you know, for yeah, I mean, he was only around for I mean, under years. his name with the Queen Anne's Revenge, like two years, three. Three years. Three years. That's it. And he cucked. He cucked Steed Bonnet, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought the rule was with extra wives is that uh, you get a certain amount of wives per square mile or per, per acre. No, 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 no. We, he married fifteen women because like he had gotten divorced or they died or something. He didn't have fifteen. He didn't have fifteen. He was married fifteen times. Yeah, it's not. Oh, like an oh, he didn't have crap. like a harem of women all have? around him. Okay. Oh, I get it. Yeah, now. I'm almost 100 percent positive these guys were not Mormon. That too. Yeah. So no piracy. So piracy was a big thing. I mean, it it still is to this day. I mean, we have the Somali pirates, right? You know, look at me, I'm the captain now. But uh, <laughs> that whole that whole fake movie. Um, but Maybe not I, far off from history, though. I mean, as far as like pirates go, right? Where they're coming from? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> the same. Same time frame of evolutionary process, societal <laughs> evolution. Uh, but p- pirates have been a thing as long as there has been trade and trade routes, right? I mean, there's always been, you know, there's always been overland. There's been, you know, robbers or whatever you want to call them, you know, thieves. Um, and on the oceans, you have pirates. 
And when you have intercontinental trade or, you know, uh, international trade across bodies of water, you run the risk of somebody coming along in a faster boat with a lot of guys going to come steal your shit. Right? Yeah, and especially, I mean, it it all comes out of the, the Mediterranean as far as the West goes. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mediterranean was a, a hotbed. If we're talking by official narrative standards like five, six hundred years ago, you've got a lot of powers in the Mediterranean that all freaking hate each other. Oh, yeah. Well, ale- well allegedly. No, we're gonna, we're, allegedly. Okay, we're, okay, before we, let's, let's end before implying, um, yeah, we're, we're implying that, that uh, history is real right now. Okay, we're gonna, we're talking about <laughs> speaking well, all in official narrative terms. Right, we're we're speaking right. I mean, like because they talk about the golden age of piracy, which was like seventeen hundred to seventeen twenty five ish, right? That's, that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah, that's the gold. Well, the golden age, right? That's the the end of it, right? But it's piracy, like the sorry, the golden age of piracy is considered the sixteen fifties to the seventeen thirties. Oh, that's the Caribbean yeah. activity. Mostly. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I was lied to by my prep. Thank you. It's okay. Well, there's a reason for the for the importance of the 1700s part of it, but we'll get to that later. Right. But I mean, like 1700 to 1725 was when Blackbeard and uh, Cajun Cajun Jack Rackham, Edward Lowe, Henry Avery, these are all big names in the old pirate lore. Um, Now, what's the difference between a pirate and a privateer? Some might ask. Uh, most people might not ask because nobody has any idea what a privateer is anyways, right? A privateer is a ship or an individual who's licensed by a government to attack enemy ships, enemy towns, enemy shipping lines um, as a private enterprise. So basically, the mafia, mafia. yeah, basically. (laughs) You're uh, given permission by the government to rob from their neighbors as long as the government got a cut. Right. And that's what you would see in, so if we're talking 1600s, even back to the 1500s, the Elizabethan era, like Mm -hmm. Francis Drake, right? that's the majority of what you see in the Caribbean. Because the the Spanish Catholic Empire held such a large colonial, uh, such large colonial holdings in the New World that all the Protestant powers over there, they didn't care about their own dealings that were happening in Europe. They, you know, if they needed to, they would band together and they would take on the Spanish in the New World or the Portuguese. Portuguese still held things right. the, well, at the, the time. The Portuguese were still a very, very powerful force at the, at the time. They're not they're right. Not, like we, we joke about the Portuguese, you know, like they about how the you know just the Azores now and whatever in Portugal, LOL. But uh, you know, I mean, a good there's a reason why Brazil still speaks Portuguese. You know, they had they had quite a bit of power back in the day. Those are the right. worst kind of geese. Um, the Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, the Portuguese. Yeah, I don't know, well, man. I I got Chinese geese at home and they suck. Well, the Portuguese got soundly battered in the Caribbean and the New World um, by pretty much everybody. And they were a power, if we're talking the age of exploration, which is like the mid-1400s onward, they got soundly battered early on. And by the time the 1700s, they were pretty much non-existent 
in the new world. It was all Spain and then yeah, France and England coming in and the Dutch. Right. Um, especially with the slave trade too. Well, the, yeah, the, Portuguese, well, the Portuguese were huge in the slave trade for a long time. Yes. Yeah. They were the ones who really started the slave trade. They, as far as official right. narrative goes, right. the first ship to buy African slaves and sell them to the, the European world was a Portuguese ship. Run by a Portuguese Jew. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> a lot of that going on. Interesting. Yeah. They didn't call them slaves back then, did they? Pretty sure they did. They called them slaves? Pretty Man. sure. I, yeah, because they were no different so, than so much slaves. Cooler if they just called them like cattle. <laughs> well, they were no different than any other slaves throughout history. It's the same thing. Right. You know, that's that's what we get from the Jewish narrative of today is that somehow the transatlantic slave trade is the most evil thing to have ever happened up until 1939. Right. And, um, then, and then, whoa, there was something even worse. Right. And then, oh, my God, something even worse. But we've traded humans back and forth for centuries. Millennia. Millennia. And they still do. They still do. Still do. Yes. And on what so continent do they typically trade slaves? Africa. Still? Africa. Hmm. Hmm. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? A uh, guy at work was talking about something, and he mentioned, we thought they were white. The book by the Farrakhan writers, guy, I don't remember the guy's name, but he, he's basically apologizing to white people for blacks thinking Jews were white. And oh, that's oh. why they hate us. Yeah. It finally makes sense. Yeah. Because they hate us because the, the Jews were the slavers. The Jews were the slave traders. The Jews were the slave owners. Um, even though supposedly there were laws that said Jews could only own two slaves. I don't believe any of that. Um, the fact that you have to, quote, make laws around a certain group tells me that there's more to the story anyways. Um, but yeah. That's why blacks think. But anyways, I thought it was funny that he brought that up at work. That is funny. Like, wow. Well, he's like, he's like, he's the dude that was telling me he's like a 60, 62 year old black guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Talks about this woman who he's kind of dating, kind of not dating. I'm like, you're in your 60s. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and she talks about Nephilim and she talks about the Palladians. And so she's like way out in like several fields. But it's just interest. He's interested in all that kind of stuff, so it's kind of cool to to listen to him talk about that kind of shit from like a very weird perspective. <laughs> that is cool. It's great, and I don't have to be the crazy guy at work. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I haven't I haven't mentioned one uh, political or conspiratorial take at work yet. Yet challenge possible. Um, I mean, I've, I've done pretty good. I will like talking about the trans stuff, like shit that comes up. Like if something comes up in the news or somebody mentions something, of course I have a take on it, but like nothing, nothing that would get me in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. No more than any other tradesman. Right. Right. Well, a little bit more, but like, like a little bit more pointed, you know, the, the the lines are a little more pointed, a little less vague. Yeah. But anyways, I thought that was cool that he he brought that up at work and he's like, so, so he, and he starts telling me about the history of, uh, the city where he's from and where the Jews lived and they realized that they weren't white because they were all Jews there, you know, and white people mixed, you know, they kind of lived and mixed wherever, but the Jews only lived with the Jews. Interesting. Like mm. Crown Heights. Yeah. Like Crown Heights. Right. 
Or fucking, uh, what was the one? Uh, Curious Joel. Curious Joel. It's like a little, a little. The monkey? No, Curious. K Y R I A S or K I R Y A S. Curious Joel. It's the little Hasidic community in New Jersey, I think. Like they just came in oh, and that's started not a building. No. Oh, wow. That is a. Hasidic community in New Jersey. Is that where the Pine Barrens are? I mean, where the Jersey Devils from? <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Is that where they try to whack that dude on the Sopranos? In the Pine Barrens? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Is that what that Nirvana song's about? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it always goes back to music. Um, no. So, anyways, um, where were we? Pirates. Yeah, yeah, Jews in the slave trade. Jews in the slave trade. So Jews not so much into the piracy as much as they were. They probably employed pirates. I would say that. Oh yeah, it's very likely the yes. Jews employed pirates. That they so, were, again, they weren't the mafia. They were the mafia, but they were just behind the scenes. Right. So they ran things like the Dutch East India Company, which, mm. I mean. If anybody knows anything about the British Empire and history, the Dutch East India Company was one of the largest uh, company ventures in history. I mean, a a massive, massive navy and army that stretched all the way from Britain all the way across Asia to Southeast Asia to the, the New World. They were everywhere. Right. And there was also the Dutch West India Company, too. Well, yeah, but they were all, I mean... They're all the same company. All, all the same people, yeah. The same right. bankers, the same venture capitalists. And they're, they're the same people the same people today. It's the same, right. it's the same people. Those names have just changed a, a little bit. And you're right. They did, they did mostly employ pirates. There were a few uh, Jewish pirates that Jews hold on to. It's pretty famous, like Moses Henriquez, um... And a few others, but they were mostly active in the Mediterranean because they mostly fought with the Ottomans against European powers, against Catholic powers, because they were kicked out of Spain and Portugal. Um, Kill surprise. Yeah, the the Reconquista and the Spanish Inquisition. Um, But there were a few that were active in the Caribbean. They're just not very famous. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, they, they did, for the most part, employ... Uh, pirates I wonder, you know, to their ends. I wonder on what level of ruthlessness these Jewish pirates were compared to uh, the ones that Hook you were talking about earlier. The the, the video that that Grognak shared with all the uh, the, the oh yeah five, yeah those ruthless pirates. I yeah, that was uh, that was pretty sick. <laughs> Some of the uh, things they described happening. Yeah. The only thing I I was kind of wanting from that was uh, some citation of where they got these uh these tales from oh yeah you always always need citations with these kind of stories you pop their eyeballs out and put them on yeah like like who's recording this shit right (laughs) right were these people even like literate Mm, right again a lot of these people like literacy wasn't a huge thing back then or was it you know to be writing all this kind of stuff well like we know for a, for a fact that a lot of like 95% of like the wild west stuff was just invented by writers. So like why couldn't a lot of this piracy stuff be just made up? Oh yeah, I mean well, you look at uh, some of the uh the lore around that mm-hmm. and I don't know when we're getting into this but the uh, the flying dutchman. Ooh. 
that is definitely one to get into. Um, but one thing I've got on the source of a lot of these pirate tales, and it actually comes mostly, I'm going to say 75 to 80% of what we know mm-hmm. of pirates in, in what was called the West Indies or the New World, comes from a book called the General or A General History of the Robberies and Murders of the Most Notorious Pirates. Huh. And I actually have a copy of this book. It was it was uh, reprinted, and I, I snagged like a 1915 copy, which is pretty freaking cool. Uh, but it was originally printed in 1724 under the name Captain Charles Johnson, who people believe is actually Daniel Defoe. Um, but it's one of those like Shakespeare things, just don't have any idea. Right. So that's where most of our stuff comes from. And that, and that goes from like the earliest days, like Francis Drake and, um, uh, uh, Henry Morgan all the way up to the end. Well, a lot of the golden age. And again, a lot, a lot of the stories come from military records too, because they often fought, you know, naval ships of different countries. So there's, yeah, these are accounts of like, you know, the, the British Navy, you know? Yeah. And, And, it, but some of this stuff doesn't involve as far, as far as the stories go doesn't involve the british navy unless they had they like you know kidnapped one of the guys and like had them you know tortured them to talk mm. you know maybe that's where they're getting it but it's uh i mean you look at you know some of these stories some of the like the flying dutchman story and stuff like that and it just uh it comes off almost like a like a fiction novel um some of the things that they talk about mm. so i mean all of this could be just a way to scare back then to scare people away from like just sailing out. I don't know. That's just there's, a theory. There's that, but also, um, I mean, a lot of the names, if you look at some of these names and like the treasures, uh, some of them, well, actually, no. Are there any, are there any of these names that, that cross reference into like Illuminati family names or any of that kind of stuff? Reinhardt. You know, so that is a rabbit hole that I am actually just starting to go down. Okay, so and so we don't know yet. We don't quite know yet. That'll be part two. Yeah, if anything, that's going to have to be a part two. Uh, well, we there found, was something I found on a search. We found a bunch. Actually, yeah, you found that cool book that we got to get now. Yeah, right before the show, I found a book called The Templar Pirates, The Secret Alliance to Build the New Jerusalem. And I read, I found the PDF, and Ooh. I started skimming through a couple of the chapters. And some of the points this guy makes, some of the arguments, is that many of these pirates were either employed by... Uh, Templar strongholds, so Freemason or Jewish strongholds, uh, or came from Templar Jewish bloodlines themselves. So I'm going to have to yep. read through this entire book. It's not that long. Where's the? You have the PDF. Drop that PDF, dude. I will. Um. So thank God for the PDF request channel on, on Telegram. Yeah, they got it go. to me like five minutes before we went on. <laughs> nice. That's still that's still cool that, that we have it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, but that is something I do not doubt. Considering, especially the end of the golden age of piracy, mm-hmm. you have not just a a resurgence of privateering, you have a surge of the quintessential pirate. Right. It was the the anti-nationalist, anti-government, um, 
you know, throw their middle finger up to all the kings, all, all the queens, mm-hmm. uh, kind of archetype, and make you know make a realm for themselves, make a nation for themselves, honor among thieves, kind of kind of thing. Um, and they were still employed. They were still looking for plunder. They were still looking for riches. They still needed money to be able to create their so-called new world of their own. Uh, so being employed by maybe not governments, but yeah, specific like the, figures. Like pirates, right. It's like the John Brown things. gun club of, to, of back then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you know, I mean make these guys, well, a lot pirates. of these guys, a lot of these pirates, a lot of these guys, these people that worked for pirates, they, they, you know, there it was a job, you know. Yeah. Um, is on and that like Black Bart Roberts said. This is an actual quote. In an honest service, there is thin commons, low wages, and hard labor. In this, plenty and satiety, satiety, pleasure and ease, liberty and power. Who would not balance creditor on this side, when all the hazard that is run for it at worst is only a sour look or two at choking? No, a merry life and a short one shall be my motto. It's honest work. The food is bad. The wages are low. And the work is hard. There you go. And he was one of the richest that ever that ever lived. Yep. In piracy, there's plenty of loot. It's fun. It's easy. We're free and powerful. Who, when presented with this choice, would not choose piracy? The worst that can happen is you can be hanged. Nope. A merry life and a short one shall be my motto. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think the worst thing that could happen be, would be hanged. That yeah. would probably be way up the list. On, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's way worse things than hanging. I mean, Torquemada, you know, yeah, came up with a bunch of stuff. You could be tortured stuff. by Catholics. Right. You could be, yeah, right. You could be tortured by Catholics. If you were, you were robbing from the Catholic fleet, from the Spanish government, right? Which happened a lot. Um, But then you got to remember, like, okay, so these pirates, so these, I don't know, it just kind of seems... It's kind of to me seems kind of like superhero-y, you know. Yeah. So cape, the cape shit. Yeah. One of the things I got from researching this was that the brutality that surmounted in these pirate ships was mostly to keep um, it was to keep privateers from coming after them. It was to keep bounty hunters from coming after them because they would just, you know, um, did you read about the ones where they dip kerosene in ropes? And then wrap the rope around their hands and light them on fire so their hands would burn to the bone. And all kinds of really screwed up, really brutal things. So these people just didn't want to confront them. Yeah, well, I mean, again, how much of that's actual story and how much of it's lore and how much of it's, you know, Dread Pirate Roberts passed down from generation to generation? Well, um, some of these guys looked for a, uh, like a royal... Uh, pass for their crimes mm-hmm. and stuff. Pardon. So, yeah, pardons, uh, pardons. So and some of it's of them, documented. Yeah, and many of them got them. I mean, uh, 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 what's his name? Blackbeard got one in 1718, the year that he was killed. It was like eight months before he died. Yeah, he was given a pardon he, and was basically. Uh, once you get pardoned, you basically have to work for the government for a while. Like an indentured Well, and you pirate. have to uphold the alliances that the government currently has. Right. So you have to and be like the, an indentured pirate. Yeah, and at the time, he wasn't supposed to attack uh, French ships, and what, what do you know? First thing he does, he goes out and attacks a French ship. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, I don't doubt that these guys did commit many of these atrocities as kind of a marketing ploy. I don't doubt that in the slightest uh, yeah. because they take were a running slave, a business. Take a slave, cut his hands off, you know, burn his hands on a stake, some, do all kinds of weird shit. You know, like yeah. you said, ca- kerosene ropes, hang a guy upside have, down with kerosene ropes. And then you have Black Bart, Bartholomew Roberts, who's, you know, every night he's reading the Bible to his crew on the deck. And he made rules for his crew, like no drinking on deck. You know, there will be no drunkenness while we're out to sea. You know, things like that. They had actual rules. They were, like I said, they're running a business, basically. Rules for radicals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Essentially. Yeah. Now you have some like Ned Lowe who were a little bit more uh, emotional. Yeah. Rules for nauticals. More emo. Rules for nauticals, yes. (laughs) Rules for nauticals. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, take that down. Yeah, take that one down. Um, but um, so these pirates having, you know, all these guys in these ships, some of them had, you know, a couple ships in their employ. Um, they had to have safe places to go, right? And, you know, I mean, a, a sloop, a sailing, a sailor's ship, a pirate ship, it's not something you can just hide. Um, actually, you could. Apparently, uh, I want to say it was Black Caesar. One of the was that the guy Black Caesar or was it Black Sam? I yeah, I, uh, I laughed really hard when I saw that name. <laughs> With the Black Caesar or Black Sam? Black Caesar. Oh, Black Caesar was black. He was a slave, or was was uh, they tried to make him a slave? So here's here we go with the with the narrative. They tried to make him a slave and they couldn't because he was like huge, and the ship that he was on, uh, they tried to they they captured everybody but him. They couldn't capture him. He I was guess. on the Queen Anne's Revenge. Right. Oh, that's he right. Was he was one of Blackbeard. Blackbeard's he, right-hand men. That's right. He it was, was the one buck they couldn't break. Right. <laughs> and he got, well, right. he had gotten his own ship. And that's how uh, he became Black Caesar. And then um, he ran into Blackbeard. And Blackbeard was so impressed. He was so impressed with his, with his nautical prowess. And uh, the fact that he was like 10 foot 2 and 400 pounds. You know, he was like a big beast of a man. And like, so he... Made him his first mate. Biggie Caesar. Biggie C's. <laughs> Biggie Caesar, what? <laughs> Biggie C's, dude. I'm sorry, just imagine Biggie Smalls like wearing a like a leather vest and carrying like two scimitars. Well, depending on which picture. Just wearing like a little like a like fez. Pirates Dep- have now turned into like uh Death Row Records. Oh, I keep Lord. applying this the, like pirates and stuff to uh <laughs> things that are today. To rappers? To music. Yeah. But there's so many things that are like, that's very funny. <laughs> and you could probably uh, attach it to something that you knew in the past 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, Black, Black Caesar actually did have a harem, unlike Blackbeard. Yes, he had a harem. He had like, what, like 12 wives? No, he had like 100 women on his own island. Oh, it, well, oh that's right. On his African, island. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. He was. A- okay. Yes. He was actually African. So that he makes was an African tribal better. war chieftain. Yeah. He was. Uh, he he was like they were never able to capture him when they finally did capture him um they, they got they got this is a funny story i don't know why you would continue to tell this story but uh he got lured him and his his men got lured on board with a shiny watch oh shit <laughs> <laughs> they got lured on board with a watch and then while they were looking at the watch the captain pulled up anchor and took off, and so they 
with using pistols and swords and stuff, I guess they they uh, made everybody surrender except for Black Caesar, who was like they were unable to subdue him and whatever. Um, he basically he basically uh, evaded like I don't know he just he just kept beating everybody away from him. So they they where does it say hold on what they yes oh no he finally he finally accepted their cap their the captivity he was eventually but he was befriended by a sailor. And uh, that's the only guy that Black Caesar would accept food and water from. That's a that's a weird bit of information. This but, sounds like a movie that's going to come yeah. out one day. No, well, there was. There was a Black Caesar movie. There's been several like renditions of the Black Caesar story in movie. Um, in movie dumb Hollywood. I looked, I, when I went to look up Black Caesar, the first thing they came up was like eight different movies about it. Like, you know, oh, boy. One on like BET. Uh, there's actually a basketball player who goes by that's his nickname now, Black Caesar. Um, Brittany Griner? No, no, that dude. That dude is in prison for weed. Dumbass. <laughs> Dumbass. How are you gonna go like to another country? You're gonna go to Russia of all places, right? Of all places, you're gonna go to Russia and fuck around with illegal drugs. A weed pen. Like, didn't even bring a bag or anything. Like, not, well, Coke. No, well, it was not just a weed pen. And from my understanding, it was like several weed pen cartridges. Well, yeah, weed pen and cartridges. So it wasn't like, just how like. Zoomer can you get? Right, but it wasn't like there was just one. Yeah. You know, no, there was like several. So it was clear that like those were not just for personal use, you know. So, hey, she fucked around and found out. She thought we were talking about guys. Uh, it fucked around and found out. Whatever. That is a dude. <laughs> Holy crap. That is a dude. The, the, and then there's the, the shots of it playing basketball with no shirt on, like in somebody's front yard. <laughs> like, is this a guy? That's a skinny nigga. That's just a skinny nigga. Yeah. You can tell by like how wide the shoulders are compared to the head. You can put four heads on them shoulders. A little pinheaded ass. A little pinheaded ass. Anyway. All right. Back to, back to Black Caesar. But Black Caesar, um, I guess was finally captured. They finally, they got him to Florida. Oh no, no that's what happened uh, when they were when they were taking them to Florida to sell him. Uh, there was a hurricane and the ship wrecked on the rocks. Well, and the one sailor that he befriended finally went down and freed Caesar. Yes, and they forced the captain and crew into a corner, and then and left. Boarded the longboats. Right, they they him and his buddy. Took a bunch of supplies and rode off to Florida. Um, West Palm Beach. Right. Right. So I guess they started like doing piracy, uh, using their boat as like pretending to be like marooned on that island, even though they were, they had like built a little, I guess they built their, themselves a little Gilligan's Island style, like thatched huts and whatnot, you know, got, got themselves set up and then pretended to need help. Right, and uh, would lure people in, and then like take all their money and kill them or whatever. Well, apparently he even killed the sailor dude that freed that freedom oh. over a woman. Yeah, well, yeah, they brought back a woman from one of the islands. I think that the white dude was like, um, "Hey, I would, I would like, you know, some of this as well." And the big black dude was like, "No, this one's mine," and they got into it. I don't know. You would think that you you would think that they that doing piracy you would have your <clears throat> your pick of the women. You know, you'd also think you could have a little bit of grace, but hey. Yeah, I mean, also fighting with your boy over a girl, 
like with your buddies. That's never a good thing. That's never a good thing. Bros over hoes. Yeah, well, apparently bros over hoes was not a thing back in the, when was this, 18 something? Yeah, I can't 17, 17, 18. 17, 18. Very clean. So. 17, 18. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, even back then, I don't think women were like, uh, let me go after this uh, sweaty guy that hasn't bathed in uh, six months. Well, Nobody you know, bathed in six months in the new world. Yeah, well, I mean, according to well, I mean, history, like when you're out to sea, you know. According to history, so. but there's no bathrooms. Where are they going to bathe, Reinhardt? If you have no bathrooms in Versailles, you don't have bathrooms on freaking in freaking Port Royal. Right. The wickedest city on earth. But, really? Yeah, Port Royal was known as the wickedest city on earth at its time uh, in its heyday. Really? Interesting. Yes, before it was destroyed by an earthquake. Hmm. Interesting. By an earthquake and rebuilt. Yeah, that was always something I found pretty interesting for the area. Like Pompeii. Yeah, well, that's a very localized uh, blurb of of, of um, lava. Magma. Smegma. <laughs> Smegma. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, so he ended up, this guy ended up somehow hooked up with Blackbeard on Queen Anne's Revenge. Yeah, Blackbeard saw him and was like, I don't want that buck. Right, I ain't gonna break him. Right, no, he's gonna part. be my first. He's gonna be my my lieutenant, my first, my first, lieutenant. Why, you know, it's spelled L I E U, tenant, right? But they pronounce it lieutenant. Why? Why do they Dude, add the F? I don't know. It's just always been that way, and that comes from me asking three Canadian naval lieutenants. Like, why do they call you lieutenant when it's when it's why is it Lou? lieutenant? And they all Lou? told me. They didn't know. It just always was that way. They were also all overweight, so they're ah. retards. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Yeah, they're leaves. So, yeah, don't don't give them that much credit. God, we don't care. They about can it. wear men can wear skirts in their military now. Don't oh. give them credit. They can wear skirts in our military too. They just got to say that they're women. Well, no, 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 no. I, they don't even have to do that in the Canadian military now. No, you can just wear a skirt. I mean, you pretty much have to identify as a woman to wear a skirt, but I guess. Uh, no, you, can, being a you can identify fully as a man in the Canadian military and wear I'm a skirt. Being a, I'm being a bigot right now, aren't I? Oh, oh well. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Jeez, what is wrong with you? I know. I guess, yeah, men yes, can wear the skirts. whole lieutenant thing is weird. Women, yeah, lieutenant, I don't know. Anyway, so, so Black Caesar became uh, Blackbeard's lieutenant on the Queen Anne's Revenge. He was with Blackbeard. Uh, when the pirates were cornered by Lieutenant Maynard. And Lieutenant Maynard uh, ended up killing Blackbeard. Now, Blackbeard's another one. So, no, moving back throughout the history there, um, Blackbeard, who... Wait a minute, where's Blackbeard? It's Black Bart. Ah, Edward Teach. Edward or Teach. Or Thatch, depending on how you... Depending on where you're from. Uh, it's spelled T H A C H E, but yeah, Thatch. Uh, he's Blackbeard. He was from Gloucestershire, England. Mm. Um, he had at least one. Oh no, it wasn't Blackbeard that had fifteen wives. Who was it then? I got that wrong. 
Oh, I don't know. Thinking of Black Sam? No, I remember listening to... Was it... Was it Drake? Was it Francis Drake, or was it... No, Francis Drake didn't have 15 wives. Or was it... Uh, what the hell... Oh, what the hell is the guy's no, name? Drake was an Elizabethan general or gentleman of his time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. Um, Eldrock. Eldrock. Love that was guy. Was it Captain Kidd? It might have been Captain Kidd. I don't remember. I don't know. I was listening. Calico Jack, possibly. I was listening to so many wives. of these different biographies today that they're all talking about pirates and they all tend to blend. Yeah, Jack Rackham was a horny man. That's okay. for sure. Well, whatever. Um, and all this Black. just smells of like John Henry. Right. Well, we're and back like, to John Henry's <laughs> made up stories. Yeah. Blackbeard yeah. was said to have 14. It was Blackbeard? Okay. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it was Blackbeard. All right, cool. Whew, I thought I was losing my mind there for a second. He probably had syphilis, too. Uh, likely. They all did. didn't they all back then? Oh yeah, they yeah. all did. That was like a ma- a major thing to die from back then, wasn't it? Uh, a lot of people did, yeah. Scurvy and syphilis. Jeez. Scurvy is at least believable because it's a vitamin deficiency. And yeah, but like, there are areas of the world where people have never seen citrus, and yet they don't have scurvy. Sure, but they're eating good things otherwise. You know what it was? It was it yeah. was scurvy was actually AIDS and they were all gay. Right. It was just gay butt pirate sex. <laughs> That's Dang. where the term I mean, Johnny, came you've from. been out on a ship. You you know how it is eating out there. You know you're not eating anything actually legitimate. <laughs> you know, I, you're not eating real food. Oh yeah, I got to eat I I ate in the Chiefs. Mess and you did not. We, we when I was when I was first on the thing, we got yes, I did. We got to I got to cook for the Chiefs and eat in the Chiefs mess. We all did. The what twelve of us? Yeah, on the one. Y'all got uh, better food, but when well, you get like real eggs and stuff. Yeah, you don't get liquid eggs because no, because <clears throat> excuse me, because we worked while we were under. Never mind, it's a long convoluted story but yeah i for two weeks i got to eat the chief's mess and then we were on uh with see with the marines they feed them differently than they do the regular navy so you were like the pirate cop back in the day like pirate you cop. were the one yeah yeah the pirate cop mm. so you're like you're not actually a pirate you're 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 the one that polices the pirates <laughs> Sure. No. No. I mean, not no, that's really. That's what the Coast Guard is. Yeah, that's the Coast Guard. Yeah, they're the yeah they're the pirate cops. I mean, everybody makes fun of them, but like I've seen the videos, like Coast Guard dudes jumping from a boat to a submarine that's filled with like forty tons of cocaine off the coast of South America. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> some of those guys, yeah, some of the stuff they pull is pretty brave. Wait, who are the yeah. ones that were poking the holes in the uh, rafts? Also, pretty stupid for just like yeah. Anyway, what um, poking holes in the rafts? Yeah, yeah. You I thought that was like in the Middle East. The refugees. Was like, yeah, that like was in the Mediterranean. That was like the Italians or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like the Italians. Were they they part of dropped the out of sharks. There, yeah, they were refugees were getting eaten by sharks. No, it was like random Italians that were doing it. Oh, it was just random oh, Italians. Shit. Wasn't the yeah, Italian yeah. Navy? Okay. Yeah, they had like uh, what, what were they called? They were. Uh, it was like uh, the Italian. They called them something like the people that went out there like that. Oh, uh, I don't know. I forgot what. But it is. Them, but. 
You know, that that does connect with our show, though, because that does come from a long tradition of the Italians going against the Barbary pirates, the North African pirates. They, they right. always went against each other because mm-hmm. um, you have that Catholic and Muslim you know, dichotomy. Right, going against each other. So they, I mean, this well, I is just the, a I, long line in the same story. <laughs> I didn't think the Muslims were allowed to go in the water. I didn't either. I thought, are there Muslim pirates, or is this like you know, like pirate Abdul Sheikh Muhammad or something? There were Muslim. Yeah, some of the richest pirates ever were Muslim pirates. Really? Okay. See, yeah. I always see like when 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 I read when I read when I read about pirates. When I read about pirates when I was younger, it was always like Blackbeard and, you know, uh, well, obviously Captain Hook, right? Because, you know, Peter Pan, there's that pirate. That's, that's I, the... What? You hate Captain Hook? I said, I... Oh, I... Like agreeing, I... Oh, oh, I... I thought you were going to say something. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's like... Well, that's one way that they reinforce uh, pirates into kids' heads. Is You know, you got Disney, you got the Captain Hook, and you got all the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. Um isn't isn't but yeah there isn't Captain what's his name Jack Sparrow isn't he based loosely on like Blackbeard or something one of the, that he's supposed to be? Uh, it's just kind of an amalgamation of pirates. Okay, I thought there was I thought an amalgamation of pirates mixed with like a metrosexual, like neurotic person, <laughs> which was all based on a on a ride at at Disneyland. Anyways, wasn't even like he's right. Yeah. I he's actually based on John Ward. Okay, John Ward. is it John Ward? Yes. Okay. He is. Okay. Um, because wasn't it okay? So speaking of being based on people, wasn't Blackbeard? Uh, was Blackbeard the one who they they buried his body at sea? I think I remember no, that, um, and I'm I don't know anything about pirates. Well, they <laughs> his ship his ship was taken down, and they. They right. crashed basically. Well, who? They, well they, they may have buried his body, but they took his head, they decapitated him and put his head on the bowsprit of the ship. Okay. As proof. Oh, yeah. oh, wait, who it's was in Massachusetts no, now? Which one was hanged and they left his body up there for like in a cage for ever? Oh yeah, it was like well, it was, I think it was like two I think I don't know what you're talking about. It was like two months or they kept him up there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. um to to you know, as a reminder. Yeah, you know, there were there us. were many. There was uh, Jack Rackham. Jack Rackham was kept up there for a while. Steve Bonnet, as well. Many of these guys were not just hanged and put in the ground. They were kept up there as warnings. Yeah, it's so like, I know it's they like had... tell me you're gonna fuck me up without having to tell me you're gonna fuck me up. Right, yeah. pulling to port and there's a <laughs> there's a guy hanging there. You're like, all right, well, I guess this isn't where we want to hang out, but. Now, do pirates all they get together and say, like, look, this is what we're all going to wear? Because they all kind of have the same uniform. Or is these just like, they just, just like stolen military uniforms that they all dress in? I mean, if it's made to be believed, it's, uh, it's probably just what they could scrounge up. Yeah. And it just so happens to be, you know, like military uh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they, it's just they kind have, of funny. I they mean, all kind of seem very, to wear, uh, like, you know, eclectic in their, their dress when it comes to. Yeah. The pirate uh, dress code, I guess. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very, very fancy, very fancy with. Their oh yeah, hair. nice like chest pieces and stuff. And well, I'm talking with, with the facial hair too. Like, uh, oh yeah, uh, Blackbeard with, with his cannon fuses. Captain Morgan. Yeah, with his weird little twirly mustache. 
Well, if you think about it, think about warriors in Europe, right? Mm. Um, Germanic warriors and, and others, tribal warriors, they would do their hair up, their beards, they would have face paint, uh, all these things going into battle sure. to signify their uh, their prowess, their successes, their station. Um, or, or and peacocking. Yeah, peacocking and also to you know cause absolute fear. Like I said, uh, Blackbeard tying uh, cannon fuses into his hair. So you will fear the tranny that is bearing down upon you. Right. <laughs> I wish a tranny would tie cannon fuses into their hair. Wish a tranny wish. would. <laughs> I wish a troon would. All right, all right, all right. So Captain Troon. What's this? Okay, so Blackbeard. Blackbeard was uh he got what is this with him and Steed Bonnet? He was because Steed Bonnet was another another major pirate name yeah steed bonnet was an interesting one because he he had the life beforehand he was a plantation owner he mm-hmm. had a wife and kids and then he yeah, left he had a big solely estate. for adventure he had a big estate in barbados like yeah and he left for adventure on his sloop he called it the revenge and right. just went off for some adventure well he went he went out he's like bye honey we're gonna go fishing we'll see you in a couple of weeks and as soon as he got out to port he put up the black flag and it's like, yar. It's like, hi, bye, honey. I'm going on a business trip and then go to Vegas. Right, exactly. Right. Like, go to Rob Vegas. Right. <laughs> and then he got he got cucked by Blackbeard. Blackbeard took, he came aboard Bonnet's ship, took command of Bonnet's ship, and then they sailed together for about a year, I want to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bonnet didn't, didn't, like, well, Blackbeard took over command of the ship and Bonnet just kind of stayed on board. I was like, yeah. right, I'm just going to stay here. And he lived in his pajamas. Literally. Yeah. Literally in his dressing gown. Reading and, his and books. Eventually, because Blackbeard, I mean, he took something like 45 ships in his career, which is pretty crazy in two years. That's, That's nuts. Yeah. Well, who was what took like 400? Damn. Yeah, there's That's one guy. the body count. Right. Oh, man. I saw that thing. What is wrong with women? <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. I was like, that's why. And somebody I'd, should make a parody with a pirate and put his body count on and there. And ships. Yeah, all the ships. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And I want to say, uh, if you're asking who took the most ships, mm-hmm. I want to say it was Bartholomew Roberts. Would he have been the most the most successful? Pirate. Yeah, he's considered the most successful pirate. Oh, I thought yeah, Henry he's Avery. got about four hundred. <clears throat> I thought Henry Avery yeah. was the most successful pirate. Well, Henry Henry Avery is one of the richest pirates, and he is one that retired without being killed. Right. He got. He to retired his with his his gold. Right. He took off all took all of his stuff and headed off to Madagascar or whatever. Yeah, sixteen ninety six is when he disappears from the records. Yep. You know, my, um, one of my earliest memories of anything pirate related actually didn't didn't involve pirates, but it was something that pirates had done. So the earliest I can remember of just like a a, a story that was told that's like a lore story mm-hmm. was being on a deserted island and digging up buried treasure. I can't think of an earlier like that was like the the very first thing I can remember. 
uh, but it never actually had pirates in it. it was what the pirates had done after the fact you know they get i would imagine that's that's how this happens is these pirates crash on these deserted islands and they end up burying their treasure because they're running from some government right that's after them oh yeah definitely that's well, yeah, happens. I that's mean, several pirates actually did do that. But, def- yeah, they leave, like, treasure in caves and, you know, or whatever. Yeah, well, or William Kidd is ships. the most famous. He's he's the one who actually supposedly did bury all of his stuff because he was wanted. Um, who? And the story behind that is he, he didn't, if if you believe his story, he didn't even intend to become a traitor. Which guy are you talking about now? Uh, Captain Kidd. Oh, Captain Kidd, yes. Yeah, he didn't even intend to put himself on the targets of the British empire. He was working for the crown and for a while he had been disappointing his men. They just hadn't had any big hauls for a while. And finally they made it to the Indian ocean and they took an Indian ship. They took like, uh, they they took like the Indian treasury ship. Yeah. Didn't even know that it was run by a British crew. How could you not though? Well, at least the British, at least the captain was British. Right, right. But and anyways, when, yeah, so they made that mistake and that yeah, turned and him into his men wouldn't listen to him. They wanted the ship and he's like, well, I can't even control my guys. So guess we're going to take it. Guess we're going in. Sorry. So he buried it and then he was eventually caught and hanged. Yep. And that's where the buried treasure legend comes from. That's true. And, and that's, that's what became the, it. well, I was going to say, that's what became the inspiration for uh, uh, like Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson, mm-hmm. which is where we get another huge swath of pirate lore and myths and written? images. When was uh, Treasure Island written? Uh, Grognak. Check that out. Um, that would be interesting if yeah. it was uh, during or like right after that. that, that right, that period. they were sp- trying it to spread was, propaganda. I'm gonna say just off of memory, 1885. It was not yeah. 83. Yeah, really close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a long, long time after. And is this one of the first like uh, pirate books to be written? Fiction, yes. So there's been historical books. Uh, I don't know that there had been then. up until I don't know that I don't know that that's that's true or not. That would be interesting. It was it was one of the very first and most popular pirate fiction. Oh, it's definitely one of the most popular. It's like yeah, every kid oh, yeah. has to read it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as so, I guess I guess oh hey guys, so would be the first pirate fiction. Robinson Crusoe. Yeah, Robinson Crusoe. Maybe Moby Dick. Mm, I don't know. Let's uh let's think uh, about it over the break. We're like ten minutes past. Speaking oh. of Moby Dick, uh, it's not the same same album. But you, uh, Hook, you brought us a Mastodon cut. What are we listening to? Uh, so this is actually from the Slick Leg EP. That kind of has that in between Remission and Leviathan feel. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah, I I really dig this song. And what's it's, it called? Uh, it's it's fun. And what's it called again? Oh, it's called uh, Slick Leg. Oh, it's Slick yeah, Leg. yeah. It's the it's title the- track on the uh, Slick Leg EP. Awesome. All right, we're gonna check this out, and we'll be back. Mm-hmm. 
All right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny Monoxide with Reinhardt Grognack and Hook. Um, not Captain Hook, just Hook. From Metal Up Your Fash, we are here. We're talking about pirates. Yarr. <laughs> well, I have, I have a question. Sure. Hook, do you or does anyone you know in your music circle play the hurdy gurdy? Um, I'm not at liberty to say. So yes, yes. So can I request to anybody out there in the ether for some kind of paranormies hurdy gurdy music? Oh man, I that, don't know if I can request that, but uh, I mean that would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> that, would that would be, be definitely cool. cool. If anybody's listening, if anybody's listening out there, and you do you do the hurdy gurdy music, make us a paranormies hurdy gurdy song. I could probably find a I'm, plugin for that. I'm getting chills just thinking about how that would sound. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Now, for those Reinhardt, describe the hurdy gurdy for those who don't know. Oh man, I barely know how to describe it. Uh, so a hurdy gurdy, it is a crank instrument. Um, you turn a wheel with a crank, and you actually press keys, kind of like a, a piano, and they actually connect to strings. It's so like a weird amalgam of a of a an accordion, a piano. And like a, and a violin, and a violin, yeah. It's very, very so weird. odd, and and actually, it it sounds like bagpipes too. Right, because it's got some sort of like resonating chamber as well. Yeah, so it's it is seriously one of the strangest, most haunting, coolest instruments ever. Now, is that a pirate instrument? Is that why you brought that up, or is it just you want to hear a hurdy gurdy? It has become synonymous with pirate music and kind of that that lore feel uh, as far as pirates go. I don't know if that started with, um, with films or Mm. what, but it is a very old instrument. Um, I know it dates back to at least, Oh my God, it's gotta be six, seven, 800 years, if not a thousand. Hmm. It's an old instrument. Right. For sure. But I know it's used in a lot of uh, just pirate media and things, and it's just become synonymous. So, Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just a very strange looking thing. And I guess like because, I don't know, there's like a picture of a pirate playing it somewhere that people, people assumed it was a pirate instrument. I don't know. Or Pirates of the Caribbean had one in it maybe what happened? i don't even know if it was used in that music but i know it's been used in others uh, no no, no i'm saying wasn't there it's... like wasn't there in the movie pirates of the caribbean there was like one of the guys was playing the hurdy-gurdy oh that, that might be in the ride yeah yeah that I think might that's, be. i think that's actually it there's a f- picture here of a what looks like what looks like a jack sparrow playing a hurdy-gurdy okay yeah that animatronics yeah, dude. Oh sense. wow! I just I just saw this. It's actually used in pretty much every country in Europe, from Spain all the way over to Russia. It's a very strange looking instrument, though. It's like a it's like a wind up thing on the one end, right? It's like a got a handle like a crank, like a pasta machine, you know, or like a like Hook a just sitting here just like that one dude just trying not to say something. <laughs> what? <laughs> and. Then, and then the rest of it is just so weird. It's like this is like the platypus of music instruments. <laughs> it really is. I was trying to take a sip of coffee real quick, but okay. 
It's just oh, literally speaking like, of uh, alternate uh, paranormy themes. Yeah, I want to hear one with a theremin. A theremin that would sound awesome. Oh, but space is fake. A theremin. No, we could do it. It's the uh, the one that uh, you control <laughs> by the uh, what it's is it? The, the electromagnetivity or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's it's the Star Trek instrument. Is that that, that thing? Yeah. yeah, it's like the spooky fifties haunted yeah. house music thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. I mean, I guess we could. It would be cool if somebody did do a paranormal theme with the theremin in it. Well, yeah, it's like the quintessential like uh, horror yeah. movie instrument. Mm-hmm. It's like the beginning of the, at the beginning of like the Scooby Doo theme song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're talking about now. Mm. Um. All right. Back to pirates. So. We talked about Blackbeard. We talked about Black Caesar. <laughs> Did we talk about Black Sam? Or Black Bart? No. Black Bart? Or Black this guy? Black why, Man, everybody, Black this, Black that, Black Beard. Black well, okay, Bart, okay, Black, okay, okay. What? So, Black Sam. Black Sam, I'll, I'll at least give him this. Black Sam's name just came from the fact that he never wore a powdered wig. Okay, he just had black hair. Oh. So I actually, I actually know why the black thing, why that is. The idea behind raising a black flag is because you're against the world. Well, I get that, I get that part, but like, like the the black part in their name. Yeah, you know, yeah that's it's, what it signifies. Against you're against all the other nations. You're against everybody. Against. Yeah. All right. So Black Sam, Samuel Bellamy. He was. Uh, he died in. 1717 he his career was short just a few months yeah through the winter of six, uh, 1716 through like this the spring of 1717 the robin hood of the sea did not have a long career yep however it's one of the richest yeah he uh he got real freaking lucky well yeah he he became uh what friends with with uh hornigold or was in Hornigold's crew, and Hornigold was like some big guy in the. Uh, this no, was, that was that was Blackbeard. That was Blackbeard. Yeah, that was Edward Thatch. He he served under Benjamin Hornigold, and then Hornigold Hold took on. a king's pardon. Okay. From Woods Rogers and uh, and became a pirate hunter. Oh, well, Hornigold is who gave Bellamy the command of the Marianne. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was it Sam Bellamy? He teamed up with here's says they team uh Bellamy and his friend Paul's Grave Williams made their way to the Bay of Honduras where they engaged in small scale piracy with a handful of other desperate men. They managed to capture a small sloop but abandoned it when they were attacked by pirate Henry Jennings, who had a much larger force. Hmm. Bellamy, Williams, Jennings, and a young Charles Vane teamed up. So I guess after getting their getting beat up by Henry Jennings, they teamed up to take a French frigate. Uh, in April 1716, Bellamy and Williams double-crossed Jennings and stealing much of the take from the French vessel. Then they teamed up with Benjamin Hornigold, a well-known pirate who refused to attack English ships, preferring French and Spanish vessels. One of Hornigold's officers was named Edward Teach, who would eventually gain great fame under another name, Blackbeard. So yeah, both yeah, of them. Okay. So both of them, Blackbeard and Black Sam. Yeah, Hornigold was a mentor Yeah, to, to quite a few of them. He was older. Mm-hmm. But he was um, like your gentleman 
pirate, like like a legit like military officer type. Yeah, he did not like attacking, like you said, English ships at all, and that's kind of why he took the king's pardon. Is he was he was kind of sick and tired of of his life and uh, being on the run and kind of having uncertainty. So he took the king's pardon and became a pirate hunter and turned on on his old comrades, at huh. least the, that many that were left. Black Dog the Bounty Hunter. Right. <laughs> Black Dog. Um, but it's an it's an interesting thing here. I mean, that just someone like Hornigold turning on them, too. Mm-hmm. It shows it's not really a like no honor among thieves kind of thing. It's, as I said before, I hate to say it again, these guys are running a business. They're trying to live a life. They're trying to make money that they can live off of. Um, and they're doing it outside of you know, these kings who wouldn't pay them, right? Because this time, it's the end of the War of Spanish Succession. The slack-jawed, literally slack-jawed, retarded king of Spain just died. Oh, man. Yeah, that, yes, the Habsburg jaw. <laughs> yes, yes. For everybody who doesn't know, go look up the friggin' Habsburg jaw. And his name is? Charles the Second. Charles the Second, who literally, I said this earlier, literally looks like a Gary Larson drawing. Like, he, he, <laughs> like he's from the foreside. There's a rumor. There were rumors all over that he was like not fully human. Funny, funny enough for Habsburg uh, that he had a tail. Um, that when they cut him open in the autopsy, that he was full of sand. Um, oh man, it was, it was hilarious. This is like the first silver alert. Emperor. He look, He looks like. Um... Like if you were to throw George Floyd and say turn George Floyd into a uh, into a retarded George. white man, he kind of looks like because he got the George Floyd lips going there. Yeah, it's like King George Floyd, <laughs> yeah, the go. third <laughs> <laughs> King George Floyd. Nice. But they fight this fourteen-year war afterwards, so they're trying to Spain is trying to make sure that the massive empire that they have does not go to waste, right? They're quickly running out of money. All of the sharks are swarming around their territories. Um, and finally, once this war is won, Spain is crippled. And once this war is pretty much over, the various European powers aren't paying their sailors. Ah, and so, and so guys, especially go rogue. French and, and Anglo navies, right? And so guys go rogue and become pirates, right? Because that's the only way they can get any freaking money because they've left their entire lives behind. And most of them, they didn't have lives. Like Edward Lowe, he was born to nothing in the gutters of London. That's well, a lot of pirates have that rags to riches sort of sort of story. Um, you know, are born. <laughs> born to a very poor family ended up becoming like you know super rich pirate yeah well that's what you were saying earlier johnny in the first hour is like it, it feels like a lot of like uh like cape shit you know mm-hmm. like marvel stories yeah i mean a lot of this a lot of this lore is probably true a lot of it is probably greatly exaggerated though right but um, i would say i would say i don't want to do these guys a disservice and i don't want to do these jewish governments a service by saying that these men could not have risen up not like they were trying to rise up against specifically jewish power but 
I don't want to say that right. these guys could not have risen up and at least put a dent in these guys' power. Yeah, because yeah. there were I mean, a lot of scorned men. Let's also not forget that we're you know we're going official narrative only pretty much here. We're not counting for the fact that there was probably you know other cities here when these guys were quote looting and they were basically just stripping gold and whatnot out of empty cities. Well, that's for another episode, dude. Right. All the all the cities that we have stories of from uh, Spanish monks. Right, but like... And stuff. Right. Yeah, absolutely, those two. Um, Pirate DEWs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But none of that's included. None of that's included because this is just, this is just uh, official narrative type stuff. I mean, granted, there are, again, there are enough um, actual eyewitness stories, you know, people's biographies and autobiographies and whatever. Um, I don't want to say police blotters, but like, you know, official records of some of this stuff oh yeah i definitely think uh there some of these are are probably accurate oh yeah um to an extent but yeah. just to an I don't extent know, kind of on experience of hearing these stories and what which ones are like uh kind of unbelievable mm-hmm. i mean the biggest fucking lie ever you know we kind of figured that one out and uh what the- you know, kind of looking at all of these stories now i'm like all right, you know why? Why were there, you know, why were the smokestacks over there? You know, like, oh, that story. I thought we were talking about the Earth being flat. Yeah, <laughs> bigger conspiracy theory. They don't get. They don't get. Look, the Holocaust doesn't get to be the biggest conspiracy theory. Like, no, not anymore. No, not anymore. We've got way bigger stuff. Well, we're you pe- guys do. Yeah. I mean, you guys got stuff that's just like fucking crazy, man. Like, I just can't. I, well, I can't even hardly get to that point yet. There's some stuff and, that, yeah. and there's some things that I need to kind of see first. But man, some of this stuff is like I don't even know how you can handle it. Like <laughs> it's some of the experience <laughs> with a nice experience and a nice cup of coffee and yeah, <laughs> a lot of well, that, that you know that dog that's sitting in the, you know in the lunchroom and everything's on fire and he's like this is fine. Yeah, yeah, you yeah have, exactly. You just have to become you just have to become dog and hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, back to that'll me. be in the Smithsonian one day. Right. Mark my words. Oh my god, <laughs> that, that meme. meme. Yeah. Oh yeah, memes <laughs> would be in the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian Institute or institution? Ah, it's the Institute. I'm gonna say Institute. It's always been Institute. Yeah. And now it's the Smithsonian Institution. A Mendingo effect. Mendelard. Mendelard. Anyways, um, yes. back to pirates and piracy. Yarr. Um, I'm going to say that as many times as I can in this episode just because we don't get to say yarr in any other episodes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so a lot of pirates, very short careers. Uh, I mean, a lot of them just kind of like did a lot of hit and run type stuff. And then just like ditch their ship. Which was the guy who was said to be able to sink and re like float his ship? He was able to like hide his ship underwater. Oh fuck. That's amazing. Yeah. That's one I don't believe. That's what I'm calling <laughs> bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that guy. Your boat is Garnet, made of which wood. Which one was that? I don't know. I was listening to uh, dude, I was on autoplay 
on YouTube, and it was the um, the British, the the white Iwaran envoys guy, right? The the one Grognak, you posted the Captain Kid video and the the prep thing. It's like one of his videos, but he he's got a, he's got a bunch on pirates, and I just let him scroll through, and I can't remember who it was, but yeah, yeah. they keep finding Captain Kids. Uh, wrecked ships and treasures. It's I don't I don't know about anything uh, submerging and popping back up like Captain Nemo style. Well, if yeah. he has wrecked <laughs> ships out there, then he wasn't very good at doing it. A lot of these pirates had lots of ships. They just could continually upgrade to the next best battleship. That oh yeah, came that's what they them. would do. They would like yeah. capture. They would capture like they were the always managing the digger of the world. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no, you're, would, no, what you're saying is that they steal bikes. Same pirates didn't steal bikes. Okay. They would so, take a sloop and then they would, you know, the, they would hit like a British man of war or something like that. And not a man of war. That was like the tank of, of the ocean later on, but they would, they would hit like a military ship and they would take that. They'd outfit it, you know, throw some more guns on it or something like that. And they would mm-hmm. continuously upgrade. And like, well, Blackbeard had, you know, several ships. He had like four ships and three hundred men. These guys kept you know? the cannon builders in 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 work. Yeah, think, they were they were living an RPG basically. I guess I think the biggest question of all the pirate lore is what the fuck is a poop deck? That, Why do they call it a poop deck? I never understood that. Um, I'm sure that's an easy grognak. Check that out. I was hoping people had wrong answers because that would be funny. I as mean, far as I remember, it's <laughs> under the top deck, so whenever you toss the chamber pots, everybody could possibly get hit depending on where the wind was blowing. Is that? Are you, <laughs> oh, if you yeah, do you, do you want the I right answer? You just want answer. no? What's, yeah, what's the right? Just tell us the right answer. I don't want to go over the poop deck. That it comes from the French word for stern, which is la poupe. Okay, ah, there so you it's go. for the backside of the boat. There you go. The poop deck yeah. is the aft end, the ass end. Yes, the uh, the ass. Yes. That's that's what I remember is the ass end. Yes, the poop deck. That's not really a pirate sort of thing. That's just nautical. Yeah, sailor. Every everything has to come back with the to the ass for sailors. Right. Well, yeah. Chamber like pot. Walking uh, the plank. You know. The communal like. chamber pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't remind me. Wait, is that a thing? <laughs> I like it still. I mean, I mean, look, if every other stall is out. Come on. Is there like a designated pot? No, there's not. Stop it. <laughs> he has no idea what he's talking about. That's not it. That doesn't happen. No, those heads are disgusting, though. I'll tell you that. Even when they're all working. Where? <laughs> On a ship. They're not that bad. They, get cleaned hey. they have to get cleaned every day. They have inspection on them every day. They have birthing inspections on them every day and stuff. They're not, they're not that bad. I mean, well, I mean aren't you like knocking around on a boat and like pissing everywhere? No, I mean it's not a, that bad. I mean, on a, on a on a wooden like pirate ship, probably, but like not on a naval ship. Like you have like like five thousand marines on a on a you know an LPD or whatever or an LPD or LHA, whatever. I mean LCS. LCS. The ship? Yeah. No, like the Tarawa? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, when you have like 5,000 Marines on there, you have several hundred places to pee. You know, like it's a big boat. And there's yeah. like a lot of bad On some of the older like American cruisers and destroyers, the 
toilet systems can be shoddy sometimes, but otherwise they're they're really not that bad. I mean, they're just yeah, but it's just old. So they they do get backed up, and and sometimes there have been some pretty horrible. Oh, backups, I have a friend. But... I have a friend who does merchant marine type stuff, and he's an engineer. He's a chief engineer, and and he uh, he has to deal with the poopy pumps quite a bit, and it's actually probably worse in civilian uh, in the civilian world because in the military you have uh, regular maintenance that gets done on these things by the plumbers on board the ship like they have actual plumbers they're hull technicians or whatever they do all the plumbing work too um where in the civilian world you know you just tell your boss you did it in the maintenance you know there's nobody actually goes back behind and checks so he's had a lot of problems with that. and for that you don't go to jail if you gun deck a uh, tag out no well you get fired <laughs> I mean, you just get fired you just get fired trip. but yeah. you don't like get charged right you can't get charged under the ucmj and have to go to fucking leavenworth or something for yeah for for killing <laughs> somebody with a toilet gun decking a toilet pms <laughs> good lord anyway um is navy well back to the pirates well yeah so the yes. pirates they they dealt with a lot of navy people i mean they were constantly you know either on the run from or battling with different countries navies right Oh yeah, well, yeah and I bet had, you they had a lot of their stuff too. Yeah, and they would steal shit. They like they would they would like cripple a military a navy ship and then like take all the military guys and be like, "All right, you can either walk the plank or you can join our pirate band." Yeah, you can either well, you can either work for the king and make a pittance or you can go with us and you can be rich. Right. You know, you can make whatever you want, spend whatever you want, live whatever the hell life you want. Right. And, and what would you take? At that point, I know what I'd take. I mean, a lot of those guys did take the pirates, like the pirates life for me. So, yeah. Do you think? Do you think it just kind of started like the same way that like cops will steal from the evidence locker? I mean, they. Still- I'd say with more cause. Back to the queen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know that that's a very good analogy, but um, steal like because well, pirates were stealing. Okay, so privateers were like professional legal pirates right right where pirates were they did the same thing as a privateer they just didn't kick any to the government basically Mm. right Mm. so is america just the nation of pirates yes always has been yar yar always has been dude like yeah that's one of those things like the history of america I mean, a lot of it, a lot of, a lot of it has to do with piracy, you know. Well, and running away from the British and running right and running away from the British and running away from the Dutch and running away from whatever whatever governments you were stole you've stolen from or whatever. Well, one thing we can't forget or too, defrauded. and and this is before we get into anything like really fun, is Nassau. Is what Naxalt? Nassau. Now Nassau. Nassau, the Bahamas. Yes. Yes. It was, it was an island. It is an island in the Bahamas. And at one point, it was a pirate haven. It was in the time of Blackbeard and Benjamin Hornigold. Benjamin Hornigold was one of the founders of the so-called pirate haven of Nassau. And it was a free land where anybody could come and go, sell their goods, uh, take on sailors, um, sailors could drop off from crews and join other crews. Mm-hmm. You know, they were free to do whatever they wanted. 
Um, and sure, it was wicked in, in many ways, but it was started as I believe a a way to escape from the tyranny of what was going on in Europe, making its way all the way to the Caribbean. It was a way for them to escape the slavery that they were indentured right. to. Right. That's because that's what it was. You were either uh, you either worked in on a farm, right, or you uh, you joined the military. And if you were in the military, a lot of times you were in the navy. Like, well, yeah. And if you, you were over in Europe, all your freaking grain and everything was getting taken over to fuel all the wars that were going on. Right. So, like, what's yeah, the, the point English of that? Civil so, War? You had all the freaking war, Spanish succession. You had everything going on in mm-hmm. Europe. And so you're, yeah, so your choice is to feed into the war machine, right? Or to uh, join up with this band of merry pirates and steal from the war machine. Exactly. Yeah. Is that the same as, is that the same as playing, uh, bet I don't steal half this shit at the self-checkout at Home Depot? You know what? If that's the case, I'm gonna start wearing pirate clothes to Home Depot. I swear. Oh man. Oh man. I'm gonna walk in in full pirate garb. I I have like I have friends whose dads, and I mean I don't want to incriminate my own father, but my dad is probably one of the reasons why they have receipt checkers. Like back in the day, he was one of those. Well, listen, you know, like Home Depot uh, shut down my cousin's uh, family's uh, hardware store, so. They're very much not not fans of you know Home Depot to begin with. So when the self checkout line was invented, like I used to hear guys talking about like you know stealing shit from Home Depot that way. <laughs> and now that I'm old, like I know I know people that do that. <clears throat> like for like side. Well, like you said, there. it's the age old like scan a you know fifty five inch flat screen oh, TV yeah. for a banana. Yeah, the the Walmart. <laughs> Well, because they don't have the weight sensors, right? Exactly. Just you just get the little, you get the little uh, tag off the banana and scan it and walk your TV out the front door. Not that I've done that. Not that I've done that. No, never, 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 no. never. I might have not, accidentally. Not that I've ever. Have, not that I ever kept a uh, a jacket or a polo from a renovation company that I used to work for and would wear that specifically to go into Home Depot and get. Building materials. Oh, that's funny. Just so I could walk out without any questions. Oh, no. that's funny. You guys are basically pirates. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate if that. You validation. Don't build, listen, if you don't build a little fort in the middle of your your stuff and put the stuff you're not going to pay for around the stuff you are going to pay for in your self checkout, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm basically Blackbeard. Canvas. Right. You're bas- right. Exactly. Listen. I occasionally, I occasionally will like get organic vegetables and and pay for them as regular vegetables. So like that's basically piracy, right? Davy Jones is sitting there in hell. Like, oh, oh my, my god. god, we oh have god. a badass over here. That's right. I got. Well, I got. Onions I was gonna for, say. I got those. I know like, Johnny has things buried in his yard too. So come on now. What do you mean? You don't bury your treasure. I don't bury my treasure. <laughs> bold of you to assume Johnny has treasure. Yeah, bo- yeah, exactly. Bold of me to yes, bold of me, bold of me to assume <laughs> that you think that I have treasure. But no, I, I don't. Why would I, if I had anything? Why would I bury it? I don't know. Are you gonna give it to the bank like a like an Englishman, or are you gonna bury it? Like you a have pirate? to have money to bury it. It's not like I'm I'm poor. Remember? 
Yeah, that's the thing about us is like, like we, we're not, we we're don't not rich want guys. anything. We don't hate our audience. We literally have no money. Yeah. That's what I tell the Telegram bots. Everything we have goes towards this show. <laughs> we don't have yeah. We don't have we don't have any of that kind of stuff. We don't have And thank you very much to everybody, just as an aside. Because oh, you keep sure. the show going. For sure, yeah. We the the listeners definitely keep the show going. We're like way off in the weeds here. We still have yeah, stuff we to are. talk about. Man, Let's we get have back. some spooky stuff. We too. do, we do. So anytime you talk about pirates, you have to talk about ghost ships because ghost ships and pirates are always uh if I know my Scooby Doo, I know that ghost ships and pirates are always hand in glove or hook and pirate ghost. Hook and uh what kind of what kind of sword they always have is a cutlass. With the, the hand protector and the yeah, yeah, it goes hook and cutlass together. Ghost ships and pirates. Or if you're a gay Frenchman, you got a rapier a for rap- some reason. A rapier. The French, a rapier. See, see the French. The French were not always cheese eating surrender monkeys. The French used to be pretty tough, uh, and were always known for being very tough. It was just the propaganda that we were allowed to, you know call them freedom fries and cheese eating surrender monkeys because they didn't want to come they didn't want to come to iraq with us yes we already have a rapier it's yeah. very nice it's a very nice hey man very the french one. are awesome and i think the guillotine proves it on its own okay oh dude okay hey, the guillotine was a weapon of the satanic masons come on the french revolution was a satanic revolution all revolutions are satanic revolutions also like that, that attitude what are you talking about? Get off the show. It is though, but, but all but it is though because it's the same. The same Kabbalists are behind every single revolution. Exactly, Kabbalists, all of them. The Speaking same Kabbalists. We have ghost ships. Ghost ships. Yeah, we have ghost ships. Ghost ships. Like, um, man, there's so many of these things in New England, dude. New England has got a ton. A ton of ghost ship stuff. Not just pirates, but like ghost ships in general. So, real quick, Johnny. Yeah. Being from New England yourself, mm-hmm. have you... Did you grow up with any of this? Or was any of this, like, sea lore kind of part of anything you grew up with? Or no? I See, I grew up in... Like, when I was little, we lived in uh, the Hartford area. You know, we didn't have any anything to do with the shore until later. Um, but I didn't. I, not really. You know, I knew okay. there. I knew there was a lot of stuff uh, in, um, in the shore communities around. You know, around Connecticut, there's quite a bit. Like my dad lived in Niantic, which is a little fishing, little fishing town down there. Um, and there's, I'm trying to remember the name of the. Uh, it's like a big aquarium there, and there's all this. Uh, the fishing, the fisherman's village there, and all of there's like Mystic, all, Mystic. Thank you, Myst, right. the Mystic Aquarium. Oh. Jeez, why can't I remember that? The Mystic Aquarium. I was over yeah, there today. Oh, you were there today. Well, in Niantic, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, my dad used to. Uh, we used to go fishing off Black Point. Yeah, we had my dad. See, that's the one reason I I actually kind of regret not being in STS is so I couldn't go to like Groton and be in that area and kind of get some of the New England sea lore. Ah, uh, yeah. You can find your own star for it, right? Yeah. Uh, Groton's kind of Groton's kind of gross now, but I I know it's I but, know it's really. Gross. But anyways, I, I worked um, with several of them, and I knew. But yeah. still, 
But no, I never like other than going to Mystic and going to the aquarium. And um, I'm pretty sure that the uh, sand tiger sharks that they have there now are the same ones that they had there when I was a kid. And these things are like forty some odd years old. They they just live forever. So they're like the golden girls of sharks, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I saw. I saw. Well, I don't know. I saw a couple years ago. Um, my cousin took her kids to the Mystic Aquarium and took pictures, and I saw the sharks. And she like posted pictures of the sharks, and I was like, "I swear that's the same shark I remember when I was a kid." Like I swear. Anyway, um, there's a lot, dude. There's a lot of like wrecked ships and a lot of uh, a lot of bad shoreline. You know, a lot of bad coastline there in New England. A lot of rocky stuff. You know, Maine has. Maine has like like only like two miles of actual beach on like hundreds of miles of coastline. Something like that, something ridiculous because it's just all rocks. You know. Dangerous. So you have ships that get sunk around there a lot. You get a lot of a lot of uh a lot of pirates were sunk out there. So you have a lot of you have a lot of stories about dead people in their in their ghost ships. Well, one of the most famous pirates was Thomas Two, mm. and he was he was known as the Rhode Island Pirate. That's right. Uh, sunk right off, well, I mean, New England. Right. Um, but yeah, you've got a lot off of those shores. I mean, it's kind of like on the very other, you know, opposite side of the country, uh, in the, the North Pacific, those waters are completely unforgiving. It's the same in the North Atlantic. Um, so uh, we have quite a bit. In New England, yeah, I mean, there's well, there's uh, the one story. It's called New Haven sees a ghost. There's the ship called the Fellowship. Um, that one sunk. Uh, it sunk, and then uh, where is it? Okay, so where's the scary part about that? Did I not include that? So part? sixteen, it was sixteen forty-seven, right? That it sunk. Um, it was it, well, it was built, and then. <laughs> put out to sea while it was claimed unseaworthy still mm. by its own captain. And it was sunk and it was uh, caught in ice as it was going down. Mm. Yeah, see, this doesn't have where the, the ghost part of the story is. I must have missed that part. That's all right. Um, but the ship still does appear at certain points of the night. That's the thing is, is some of these ships, they do appear at certain times of the year, maybe on an anniversary Mm -hmm. that they have sunk or just at random times. Um, in new England specifically, I know of a couple, well, we have a lot in new England, but outside of new England, there are a couple that will show up at just random times when a ship is passing right along that certain lane. Hmm. And uh, there was something I was watching last night, and it was actually a live stream from a ship in the North Pacific and on radar. No, I'm sorry, on sonar. It was a it was a weird modern sonar that the Navy hasn't employed yet uh, mm. because the Navy sucks. But it was showing a ship right off of its port side. It was showing a full friggin' ship. But there wasn't anything was sub- there. Yep, there was nothing there. And this is not sonar on the bottom of the ocean. Now this isn't I mean, this couldn't be like one of those like the, the Tesla sensor things that doesn't that says there's no, no, nobody in the crosswalk no. when there's people in the crosswalk. 
No, this is showing an entire <laughs> ship. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, very odd. But the Fellowship the, is just one. In the chat, there's a... Um, somebody did a piece of art in 1850 calling the Great Ship in New Haven. And it's pretty interesting. It's in the sky. What? It's not even on the sea. It's Where, where is this? Do you see? Oh, it's right here. Uh, just look in Skype. It's currently in New Haven Museum. It's kind of neat. It's flying. It's not even in the ocean. Oh, wow. It kind of harkens yeah. back to the Flying Dutchman, which is a... That's an origin for a lot of these ghost ships. Yeah, so we've mentioned the Flying Dutchman a few times. Let's talk about the Flying Dutchman. Guys? Yes. So, sorry, I was <laughs> coughing. No worries. <laughs> Yeah, so, well, the Flying Dutchman, I mean, it, it goes back to the name Davy Jones, mm-hmm. which is a name that is kind of synonymous with the devil in the ocean, like the ocean devil, right? Right. Yeah, this the, the Flying Dutchman was like, it was like an omen, like of bad things to come. Like they would, right. you know, pirates would see this or, or anybody on, on the, on the ocean right. it was would a ghost see ship, this right? ship in like inclement weather or something like that. And, and, uh, it usually spells doom for you. Yeah. It's supposedly if you see it, you're in, you're in big trouble. Um, because, like the candy man. Yeah. Right. Um, I guess, I guess the, there was a going around the Cape of good hope is where, uh, the ship was supposedly lost or something, and that's that's where uh, people see it now, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> Wait, here it is. Legend of the Flying Dutchman. Ghost of the Cape. Hmm. Yes, you're, you're right. The Cape of, the good, uh, Cape of Good Hope, which is uh, South Africa. Right. You know what's interesting? Trying to find out who the original Davy Jones is. Um, there's a couple different ideas of who that is, but mm-hmm. it seems he's just—it's just a general referral to like the abyss or like dying at yeah, sea, Davy right? Jones yeah. Locker. yeah. Um, but it's interesting they talk about how during this time period when this was a legend, people didn't want to really talk about it at the time. They were just like, "No, nah, I'm not talking about that." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not answering those questions, sir. It's it's very reminiscent of death gods, and I like how they put here to us. Uh, one author at least mentions that it's kind of like a saint of death or saint of death at sea. Mm. Um, it's very similar. People don't want to talk about it. It's it's that kind of nebulous, formless spirit of death that people don't like to talk about. Very different than the Greek mythology archetype of like Thanatos where death has this specific God, this specific form um, or Charon, you know, the boatman. Sure. Um, But Davy Jones is like this nebulous, just death idea that nobody really wants to, to define. It's 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 down in the deep in the ocean. Nobody likes it down there. It's scary. Nobody knows what's down there. Right. It's like the sea itself. Right. The sea itself. Um, and to me, I mean, I should be I a don't fickle have a mistress to see. That is incredibly terrifying. What to see? Yeah, it's scary. No, just the idea of this this death being dragged down into the depths. Oh, sure, yeah, you know, definitely, definitely. 
But yeah, so and I would say drowning is probably the worst way to go. Doesn't seem like it would be fun. Um. So, oh, funny enough, the Flying Dutchman story begins in 1641 with a captain by the name of Hendrik van der Decken, who is in the employment of the Dutch East India Company. Hmm. Not surprising. Right. So uh, he was returning to Holland from the Far East, where they, like all trade ships, had to risk the dangerous passage around the Cape of Good Hope. Um, so as Vanderdecken came around, they, uh, he was, his crew begged him not to go around the Cape because of the storm, but he was determined, of course, and, um, he vowed he would sail around the Cape, even if it took him until doomsday. And at that point, some say an angel appeared to Vanderdecken and a Dutch trader shot at his otherworldly visitor. He shot at the angel. And that sealed the fate of the ship. It was never seen again. Sounds kind of like Operation Fishbowl. They shot at the angels in Operation Fishbowl? Yeah. I mean, they tried to blow up the firmament, but I don't know about shooting, That's what I'm saying. Shooting at angels. I mean, angels, stars in the firmament. Sure. I mean, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's a very, very esoteric Christian joke. Tilting at windmills. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> okay. Tilting at angel mills. Right. Um, so other ghost ships. Uh, I know there was more. Man, that I did that. I did those screenshots bad. I don't know. I, I did something wrong because like none of this stuff talks about like the ship. Uh, oh, okay. So that so New Haven's spectral ship is they're using. Oh no, that's the same. That's the same painting you were talking about there, Grognak. Never mind. That wasn't the Flying Dutchman. But that ship. Um, in in uh, New Haven, that's the the ship floating in the clouds, right? That's from the New Haven. Um, what do you call it there? The museum. The painting from the uh, it's from the New Haven Museum. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the the New Haven spectral ship. Um, but it doesn't have. Where's the? All it says is um. I, I grabbed the wrong screenshot. Yeah, again. this was the very the old of our ship, and thus was their tragic end. Mm-hmm. But there's like you know there's there's a bunch of ships. The Palatine Light, uh, 240 Palatinates aboard the Princess Augusta for Philly, commanded by Captain George Long. There's Tainted Water, 200 passengers, and half the crew got sick and died, including the captain. Damn. Um. The first mate and the crew sold water rations to passengers. Well, shipwrecked at Sandy Point in 1738. 20 more died after being taken ashore. Ship was set afire for safety reasons. Oh, they had to burn it, right? Yeah. Legend has it that one woman, Mary Vanderlein, a lot of Dutch names are on these, these, these New Haven uh, ships, hit on board. Screaming could be heard as the ship floated out to sea in flames. Marker Palatine Graves erected in 1947 by the BIHS. One survivor, Dutch Kettern, cursed the ship to eternally burn for leaving her on the island. And on the Saturday between Christmas and New Year's Eve, sporadic reports of the locals of seeing a burning ship sail past since the first year that it's burned. So every year between Christmas and New Year's, apparently you can see this Palatine ship. And uh, apparently ghosts 
of the dead are supposed to wander that island as well. Well, there you go. Yeah, that was something that was mentioned. One of my um, one of my ancestors actually captained a ship and founded Saybrook, Connecticut, which I guess was not too far from yeah. this area. Yeah, Saybrook. Uh, yeah, that's all down. The not same too area. far. Yeah, that's all in the it, same mode. The, the coast Connecticut's only Connecticut's very small, so there's only so much coast. Yeah. Uh, so this this was actually mentioned. I remember when I was a kid. Um, the Palatine, was it just the Pal? Yeah, the Palatine light, Palatine mm-hmm. light, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and p- people still see this. Yeah. Apparently. And, and between Christmas and New Year's Eve, this is like 10 days time. Not even, mm-hmm. um, a week's time that people are able to see. And if they're looking, there are lights that will show, and we're not talking, just on the water too there have been ufo lights that have shown in the sky above this area Hmm. that's one thing that i find very odd is a couple of these specific new england ships and then others around the country where there have been a lot of shipwrecks you can see or at least find record of ufos dating back yeah a couple hundred years yeah it's, yeah they've, there's been a lot of that when where there's been shipwrecks there's been records of seeing strange lights and that kind of stuff yeah and i i really don't want to leave this area but catalina island is is one that's huge uh we definitely need to hit that island for not just ufos but other things too catalina um, island in in california Yes. Oh yeah, that's where the the Giants, the the Giants Museum there. Yeah. That too. Uh, I like know, I said, we need to hit Catal- Catalina yeah. Island as a whole. But, um, uh, I know we uh, we you're kind of moved on from the fly- Flying Dutchman, but uh, I I found out some news. Uh, that band Karak Angren, uh, they did a whole concept album about the Flying Dutchman. Oh. That's the cool. black metal band, the symphonic black metal band. Never heard of. They them. took that name from Tolkien, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the album is called uh, "Death Came Through a Phantom Ship." Nice. All right. Well, there you go. I should have. I should have freaking gave that song. Yeah, or well, something from that album. They have <laughs> pirates still influencing, uh, you know, modern day entertainment. Yeah, you're just gonna have to do a whole pirate episode on "Metal Up Your Fash." Yeah, there you go. Pirate metal. Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. We probably could do that. Yeah. We've done every freaking thing. We're like running out of topics. I know, right? You're gonna have to just start over. <laughs> just start over. Nobody, nobody will know. Oh, we've done double of pretty much all the ones we really love. Oh, there you go. Well, there's a lot more we can get into, but uh, we're running out of. Speaking of running out of time, we're running out of time. Um, but there's so many more ghost ships we could talk about, you guys. There's. Just in New Haven and in Connecticut in general, there's a like a ton. It's <laughs> a fucking Habsburg chin. Yeah, there's a lot of lore like this uh, screeching lady of Marblehead. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of stuff like that. That that one's kind of weird. You just she can you can hear her screaming on the anniversary of her death, supposedly. Um, that's not really a pirate ship 
That's not really a ghost ship. That's just a ghost. But uh, yeah, there's there's a bunch. I mean, there's a bunch of more. But we're like I said. So yeah, one that I know, and um, I just know this off the top of my head too. So do you guys remember the Blackbeard's ship has been found? Supposedly, supposedly black many of Blackbeard's ships have been found, right? Yeah, don't they do these uh, expeditions like these? uh, These um. Well, like uh, scuba diving the expeditions or with those those crazy contraptions they go underwater with uh, trying to find like Blackbeard ship or. Uh, yeah. Well, no, there were there have been many of these, but there was an expedition years ago. This is almost a decade ago. And, and they found the ship Queen Anne's Revenge. Oh, it's the only one where they actually said, hey, this is Queen Anne's Revenge. And they found they found the ship. Um. This is not one where they're like doing the same thing five years later, ten years, twenty years later. Um, but they did, and the coastline around that area, so North Carolina, is riddled with ships. I mean, the entire eastern seaboard is, but that coastline stretch specifically too has been home to a lot of sightings of not only ghost ships but again ufos too and i think i think there's something very interesting here with ghost ghost ships or graveyards of ships mm-hmm. and lights in the sky and they they see lights under the ocean too in these places demons portals I mean, I don't want to just call them demons right off the bat, but whatever's going on, I don't, I don't hey. know. They all seem to concentrate. Right, Harry. You know what else they found on the wreck of the Queen Anne? What's that? They found a urethral syringe. A what? <laughs> no, they found a urethral syringe with mercury on it. So uh, that was used to treat his syphilis. Syphilis confirmed. Okay, so. Whoa, 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 what? Okay, is they, this, they, they found a stick ure- it in there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what? No, no, no. That's no. your first question. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look what we found. We found this contraption. Must be a urethral needle. <laughs> also, that first thing, first thing I thought of when I saw that, it brings to mind urethral needles. I remember that from med school. What? It's your dick sticker. All right, it's your dick sticker. <laughs> I remember that. I have. You know what, guys? Never mind. Right. All right. All right. We're going to wrap this one up. Hook, thanks for coming hanging out, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Tell everybody where they can check you out. Oh, man. Uh, so you can go to our Telegram page, and that pretty much has everything you know to find us. It is uh, t.me slash M-U-Y-F show. I really should have thought that through before I made that and just said metal up your fash, but I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, you can check us out there. Um, links to our RSS. Uh, we stream on DLive usually Fridays. Um, and there's an archive on Odyssey that I never update. But uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Right on. And the gang, yeah, you guys do that live on Friday nights? Yeah, usually Friday nights around uh, like 11 p.m. Eastern time. Nice. I'm usually sleeping. Late night. I'm usually sleeping that time, man. Yeah, yeah. same. You're like, Johnny, you want to come on? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
It's just the kids. That's I the know. issue. Oh, I know, dude. I know. I know. It's the kids. Oh, I, yes. I'm about to get an office, though. I'm about to. I'm building my own office. Nice. So hopefully we can get some earlier shows in nice. and uh, you know actually have some people that are awake at a normal hour. Day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a Friday too. It's like you know, it's a Friday, but like it's for a lot of people. A lot of I I work a lot of Saturdays, so like I you know for me it's just another weekday. Even yeah. if not, I mean, yeah. anybody that works a normal schedule in the morning oh, has yeah. to get up super early. Yeah. That's just that's late. Yeah. It's all good though. We'll make it on I'll make it on there one of these days. We'll talk about something fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We uh yeah, you, you let me know what kind of topic you like and uh we right. can schedule that out. We'll work yeah, we'll work it out. Cool. All right, man. Well, yes, everybody go check out Metal Up Your Fash. Um also go check out our telegram and Reinhardt's telegram and Dogbot's telegram and Skull's telegram. And our shirts at dissidentapparel.com. Um, let me get in the shilling so people can complain about it. <laughs> All of those links you can find at our website, paranormies.com. That's right. Go to the homepage, scroll down to the bottom. It's down there. There you can find the uh, post office box where you can send us cool stuff. Thank you, Matt Landman, for the phone bags. Um, those were awesome. Ah, thank you. Yes. And uh, I forgot who sent us the book. Damn it. We got a very cool cryptid book. Um, I will I will have the information on that for Tuesday. But uh, yeah, cool stuff. Thank you for sending us stuff, people who send us stuff. Our P.O. Box is P.O. Box 3036 Kingsport, Tennessee, 30. Oh, shit. I forgot the fucking. I should know this by heart. <laughs> It's oh my god! What the hell is my what the hell is my zip code? And it's not my zip code, but what's the zip code there? Three seven ah whatever. It's in the show notes. <laughs> you can send us stuff there. Uh, I think that's it. Three seven six six four. Three seven six six four. There it is. Thank you, Reinhardt. Three seven. I almost doxed my own zip code. <laughs> right, and it's not yeah. Tennessee's a very big, long state. Good luck finding us. Um, yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I didn't realize it was like 12 hours like east to west. Yeah, it's like Florida is, but turned horizontal. Yeah, it's like California. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. it's like California, but but yeah, hor- but horizontal. It, it's sideways Florida. Yeah. Because I remember the first time I drove out and I called the wife. I was like, hey, I'm in Tennessee. She's like, cool, where are you? I was like, I just saw the pyramid. I'm in Memphis. She's like, oh, cool. I'll see you tomorrow. Like, what? Will you? I was like, what? She's like, well, I mean, she, I, I was moving. Right, right, I didn't stop. So, um, oof. But, uh, no, but that's like 12 hours to like my house from Memphis. Yeah, I was going to say, driving across Tennessee that far without stopping. I've been, uh, I've been to a really great part of Tennessee and a very not great part of Tennessee. There are several places that fall into both those categories. I was going to say, so, so you've been to East Tennessee and West Tennessee? Right. Yes, I West would say uh, the bad the West Tennessee. Tennessee was bad. East Tennessee yes. good. Yeah, definitely. Yep. You are definitely correct, sir. Yeah, well, 100%. East Tennessee is the Smoky Mountains, so, I mean, how could right. that be bad? Right. right. How can it be bad? Yeah. The Appalachians. It's beautiful. There you get the feral people and moonshine. The, the Melungeons and the moonshine. I've never felt more happy and at home, like, and then when I vacationed one week in the mountains, in the Smoky Mountains, 
there was some it's so nice tranquility that came over me yeah that so nice uh i've always said i want to go back and i had never have uh i really need to i should just move there you should dude you should totally come and move up there convince uh, cons- convince a certain friend of ours to come with you yeah, uh right. he might actually <laughs> yeah well i've been trying that All would right. be great. That would be great. All right, we are going to get out of here. We are definitely going to get out of here. I mean it this time. We will see you Tuesday on the Nationalist Inquirer live on Pilled D Live and Odyssey. Uh, until then, we'll see you later. Time travel makes you gay. The sea was his to claim. He declared it so. The untamed ocean had he and his ship as the lone predators, hunting all other ships he came across. Captain Everett Scarborough, better known in infamy as Captain Scar, stood over six feet tall. His hat was very wide, pinned on the side with a large white and blue feather. His hair was a tangled and dreaded mess, tied behind his head with a ribbon. His legs were covered in high black leather boots, and his cutlass hung loose from his hip outside of a scabbard. That cutlass was as infamous as he. Many men came to a quick and dishonorable death at the quick thrust of that devilish weapon. The fine blade was an amalgamation of copper in the center and steel on the razor-sharp edges, giving the blade a strange flexibility that still allowed for a cut that would cleave through bone. The pommel was wrapped around the handle featuring many jewels encrusted about it. Any in close distance of Everett had a hard time keeping their eyes on him and not the distracting sword, catching the sun in its many facades. He defeated the fleet that came for him in early sunrise. Even though most of his ship was blacked out drunk from the night before, the sheer velocity of his cannon fire went unmatched by the man-o'-war and its accompanying ships. The ship that the captain manned was another captured privateer battleship the Everett renamed Ship Misanthropy completely overhauled with special ribbed oak siding that bounced cannon fire away harmlessly. Extra cannons on deck and below were rigged to fire 36-pound cannonballs. A host of other weapons were equipped to fire bar and chain shot to rip away the mast and sails of the misanthropy's victims. Others were able to fire grape shot or canister shot at close range to spread apart the opposing crews. The captain was known for his malicious nature taking a particular affinity for the suffering of captives. Most were not left to live through an encounter unless they somehow survived being set adrift, sometimes while their ship burned. Other times a survivor was set loose as a message, often missing fingers. He personally executed several of the crew himself, choosing to take alive no one this time. A dozen slaves in the bow were left chained when the fire was started, and the captain now turned his head to hear the lamentations of those inside the vessel. It was shorter than expected. It was still early. With his malicious intensity unfulfilled, Captain Scar gave the order to push the sails open. He would circle the cove and wait for the rescue team to come to the smoke. Then he would come upon them. The sails rose once more, and the ship glided into a sudden fog, disappearing once more into a mist that no men could enter. Everett looked down at his hands as his pipe fell from his lipless mouth, falling to the floor of the deck. 
His fingers went from a rough, dark, leathery muscle stature to withered and haggard, bone showing through his tissue like skin. He looked to his first mate and crew who became pale, then transparent. The ship lost the fullness of its sails and turned tattered and torn. Deck boards turned to a cracked and shattered skeletal husk that held together with an ethereal binding. The ship began to glide more than it had been once pushing through the waters. The vessel became a silent memory again. The ghost ship misanthropy. <laughs>